0: Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. I've got my cup of coffee, and we're good to go for 120. Yeah. One day, I shall come back. Oh, dear. We are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flows, so the targets should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage to be slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. The problem with time travel is. One never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon.
1: Unlimited rice pudding, et cetera, et cetera. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with light. Purple, green, brilliant, yellow, yes. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff.
0: Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take bottom tops off with these. <laughs> howdy, howdy, do you, who fans? And welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. New listeners, waving. From behind the microphone, Hello, hello. Old listeners, hello also. To you. And hello to my good friend. Not quite on the other side of the world, but there he is. From on the other
1: side of the screen.
0: The other side of the screen from the uh, the grassy plains <laughs> of Halesbury <laughs> or near <laughs> Oxfordshire. <laughs> Oxfordshire, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I hope you guys have had a cracking week and that you've managed to do something Doctor Who related. Coming up in today's show, we've got just one bit of news, a couple of bits of merch. And then we've got our last review of Class, Series 1. Yes. Yes. And then our regular review, which is Classic Week, and it's McCoy. Yes, always like a bit of McCoy. The incredibly bonkers Ghost Lights. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which will be fun. I see, you know, you were rocking a coffee in the intro there. Just wondering, which mug have you got today? Oh, it's it's the standard one that I use. Is it a Matt Smith one? No, 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 no. Oh, it's fourth doctor. Ah, yeah. It's the old fourth. Yeah, I mistook the s- scarf for a bow tie there for a second. Yeah. Very How could nice. you do that? <laughs> it's, the, it's the Skype signal was interfering. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's nothing to do with your eyesight or anything. Mm. <laughs> it do with the fact that I never wear my glasses anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had had them because we were like the two Ronis, um before
0: we kicked off, weren't we? <laughs> uh, we had a little, yeah. It's all going back yeah a when technical we had, glitch when we had one of our um uh our, one of our i'm not going to say typical but one of our little uh glitches where we record and i forget to press a certain button or something and i'm chatting away and i realise that i'm muted or something like that <laughs> and it's take two or three or
1: four we were just like and it's hello from me and goodbye from me <laughs> <laughs> hence the glasses hence the glasses uh, okay. i like i yeah, like my geek yeah. glasses yeah, yeah. I sh- I used to wear them, but mine fell apart, and I never replaced them. So I just walk around blind most of the time. <laughs> I don't realise I need them until I have to read something, or I need to see a mug over a Skype uh, screen or something like that. So, yeah, I'll get some. I'll, maybe I'll get some for Christmas. Don't you rock I don't the old? don't feel like uh, a geek my glasses.
0: Don't you rock the old vintage look with a bit of tape around them or? No.
1: No. <laughs> part in the middle it wasn't yeah I couldn't repair them otherwise I would go for that look yeah yeah it's really weird if you watch any of my old videos I'm always I'm often wearing my glasses but yeah people probably think I've moved to contacts but I haven't I'm just doing it blind
0: <laughs> you just do it, yeah <laughs> blind blind bags doing it blind you like so when you um when we have discussions about your videos you're like I'm I'm never sure if I've got things in focus and that is true know. though
1: yeah that is true I'm never sure and I'm like yeah.
0: well you know maybe this is a, a sign to Sticky <laughs> glasses, glasses, and you'll yeah. know if stuff is in focus or not. <laughs> <laughs> it would help. It would help indeed. Right. Well, you've been up to anything, buddy? Anything cool? I know you've done a bit of. Uh, you, you've gone off, off, uh, off universe, off franchise, off brand, and you've right. gone over to the Star Wars uh, stuff this week.
1: Oh well, yeah, I was up in London. Yeah, yeah, I have slightly gone to the dark side. Yeah, I was up in <laughs> London. Last week for a concert and um I had a few hours to kill beforehand. It was at the O2 Arena. And they've got an amazing Star Wars exhibition on the minute called Identities. So um yeah, I spent a good couple of hours wandering around there trying to get a selfie with uh, BB8 through the glass panels and stuff like that. <laughs> um good exhibition actually, I really enjoyed it. Um so yeah, I've been doing that. Um but uh Doctor Who Wise, um just mainly a little bit of shopping. I've got a couple of cool little nuggets come through. Um, Well, one through the post and one from an actual shop. So I got the second part of Baker's End, you know, this audio um, book from Baffle Gap. So I really enjoyed the first part. Second part arrived last Friday. Um, And uh, I haven't a chance to listen to it yet, but I'm looking forward to that because that that is a good, fun audio to listen to. So that's good. And uh, yeah, I finally managed to get Peter Davison's biography uh, for six bargain pounds from from the workshop. Oh, you found one? Um, Yes, I did. I found one. Yeah. So that was good. So I was very pleased because um, I had to put it on my Christmas list. You know, like, I'm sure you get this as well. Like my mum was like, what do you want for Christmas? Any little stocking fillers? <laughs> I was like, yes, for once. I know exactly what I want in that stocking. I want Peter Davidson's biography. So she was going to order it online. And I was like, mum, stop, stop. i apparently the works have got it for a bargain price i will find it and uh, i hadn't had any luck till last week so i finally got it but i'm not allowed to read it till christmas oh what <laughs> well it's got you know what it's like you, you, you i've got to give it to mum. she's got to wrap it so she can give it back to me at christmas Slimy really anyway, yeah to be fair i probably wouldn't get a chance to read it before christmas anyway oh I've that's such a massive backlog of books
0: that's true and also christmas will be with us very quickly it always comes you know when we get into december because mm. we're recording this on the 7th so we're a week in aren't we yeah basically exactly a week in and it just literally because i know that november goes relatively quick for some reason for me november always seems like a quick month because you get halloween and and uh, uh bonfire fireworks night. fireworks night whatever out the way and then everyone says the same thing don't they right now they're out the way now we can You know, start sorting Christmas out and all the rest of it. And it just goes so fast. And I can't believe we're already a week into December. It only feels like, you know, I was watching Halloween movies and stuff, you know, a little while ago and stuff. It it does go really quick. So that's a good point. You probably wouldn't have time to get it read before.
1: It'll be back in my hands before I know it. Uh, It's weird, actually, you say about the time because I was thinking the other night um, with all the sort of promotional stuff finally starting to kick in for um, Doctor Mysterio. And stuff i was thinking blimey you know the christmas special is going to be here in mm-hmm. two weeks is it two weeks two and a bit weeks two a bit. Yep. um which is incredible when i think about it because <laughs> it doesn't seem that long ago that me and you were saying blimey there's going to be no doctor who next year we've got a whole year without doctor who and that would have been before the start of the year mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so that's a year and a bit gone just like that because that seems like what couple of months ago we were saying that it doesn't feel like a year and a half or a year and whatever does it you mean the the break in in who yeah i just yeah i'm just thinking that's over a year ago that it's we were nuts. sat here saying yeah oh, i was going to be dot two this year mate what we're we going to do and now already we're like at the end of the year two episode is on the horizon and then obviously we'll we'll be into the new year and a new series finally so it's it's quite exciting actually i'm sort of thinking yes you know i think Although you know, would prefer not to have a break. I think the break has ramped up my excitement levels a bit.
0: That's crazy. Mm. I now that you've said it like that. It's, it, yeah, it does. It doesn't feel that long ago that we were saying, "Oh, we've got our slog now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no who, and we've got to get through the um through the dark times, the hiatus.
1: Yeah, I but, was just thinking it must be over a year because it was we were saying, "Oh, next year there'll be no Doctor So it's got to be over a year that we were sat there saying that, which is. Pretty damn scary, yeah. Mm. Indeedy.
0: Um, yeah, I can't... What were we saying? We, I remember way back when we were... Well, it doesn't feel like way back, but we, we were saying that there's going to be a break from from Doctor Who and we're not going to have anything for a year and, and all that stuff. Mm. And you and I were speaking and we were saying, well, how are we going <laughs> to... How are we going to get through? Yeah. And then we realised that we've got, you know, such a vast library of well especially classic stories mm. and we were thinking well yeah but we're going to churn through them but we were like well no if you think about it we alternate classic and new each week and and we, we were talking earlier weren't we about certain episodes that we wanted to do yeah and when, when i had a quick breeze through all the episodes there's still loads and loads
1: i know i actually love we've got like a, a schedule uh, not schedule but we've got like an episode list up that we that we sort of highlight and stuff every time we've done one. And uh, I love going into it and just seeing what we've got that we (laughs) haven't done yet. And uh, I was thinking, you know, I'm already excited about doing a new schedule for next year thinking, Oh yeah, we haven't done that episode yet. That's going to be good. And, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I kind of, you know, I like, I like this time of year. It's all cozy and snug and, you know, Christmas special and all that. But there is something I like about that starting afresh in January feeling, you know, like, Oh, new schedule, Mm -hmm blank canvas and all that so yeah but i just i just can't believe the Christmas special is almost here i like it's it's just uh, a bit scary how quick that's gone and also we haven't had a, a proper trailer for it yet have we which seems a bit strange no. we're only two weeks away we haven't had hmm. a. we've had sort of behind the scenes trailer we've had um like a mini uh, bbc america trailer but that just included bits from it but we haven't had a proper BBC One trailer for it as of yet. No, I don't think have we. Which is a bit strange because it's it's only two two weeks away. We've had the teaser, haven't we? We've had that one the scene teaser. where yeah. we
0: see the ghost character turn mm. up, and yeah, so we've we've had that bit. But yeah, we haven't had a full on, almost like you know when when a new series of Who Is On, and we get the next time trailer. Yeah, yeah, that kind of high action, lots of. Lots of Murray Gold screaming out of speakers and explosions <laughs> yeah. and funny little one. We haven't had any of that, have we? Yeah.
1: Not yet, no. I mean, mm. there there is a BBC One Christmas trailer going, doing the rounds at the moment, and that does include a couple of tiny little bits from it, mm-hmm. like the Doctor saying, have you know, have a good year or something. And um, so that's got a few little nuggets in there. But, yeah, I'm still waiting for a proper trailer. Perhaps we're not going to get one. Uh, in get some one. ways, that might be good because... I do feel like the behind the scenes trailer we got did seem to give quite a lot away. So in some ways I don't really want any more. Otherwise I'll feel like I've already watched the episode. If you see what I mean. So yep,
0: Common problem. Yes. Yeah. When you give loads
1: away in the trailer. Hmm. Hopefully they haven't given too much away. Hmm. It just, it does. It does seem to me that the whole episode seems to be confined to the bits we've seen already like that. That building with the skyscraper, somebody's house set, and what's the other one? It seems to be three sets that feature in every single clip in that trailer. So I'm, I'm guessing we've got a fairly self contained episode here. But it could be wrong. Don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Hmm. Won't be long, though. Interesting times. Hmm. I am starting to feel a little bit more excited about it. I think it's. Uh,
0: cool.
1: cool. I, I thought I would. I generally do once we start getting nearer Christmas. But yeah, I, w- I mean, obviously, last month when we were talking about it, it was. <laughs> Wasn't really too bothered. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking a bit more Christmassy now. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what we've got in store for us. So, mm. yeah. Have you been up to much this week, by the way? Did you manage to go and do anything?
0: No, mate. I've, yeah. No. Um, well, I was, as you all know, I was a bit man-fluy. Yeah, you were, weren't you? Last time. So I, I did actually spend a couple of days just doing nothing, mm. um, apart from sleeping, because I had a pretty... Uh, rubbish cough Um, and I was clogged up everywhere so it meant that I couldn't really sleep that well at night so I woke up in the morning for just for a couple of days I woke up just absolutely wiped out in the morning so Mm. I then just proceeded to go back to bed and try and catch up on some sleep and then other than that I've just, because there's quite a lot on with my uh, job at the minute just to wrap things up before the end of the year it's just been a bit manic and, and heavy with that stuff so Mm. Yeah, another boring week for me, unfortunately. I mean, I did manage, I finished um, the Davison book.
1: Oh, you finished it, yeah.
0: Finished it. It's a really, you've got a treat, mate, on a, on Christmas Day when you find I am get, looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah, get your hands on it. Um, And um, yeah, that's it really. I mean, I've watched a couple of classic bits Um, along with Ghostlight. I watched Survival. All right, Because I was in the mood for that because of the recent news. Um, Rona of, Monroe. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I thought yeah. I'd give that a. I watched to see what her writing skills were like, mm-hmm. a reminder of back in the day, um, and also stuck on an adventure in time and space, which, oh, lovely. which I didn't get to watch a couple of weeks ago when it was Doctor Who's birthday. Mm. So I watched an Unearthly Child that evening, um, but I fell asleep, not during the t- story, but literally right at the end. My eyes were like, you know, when you're slow blinking. Oh, I hate like, that. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go any minute, because I did plan to watch it afterwards, but no. So I stuck that on because I wanted to watch that.
1: Oh, nice. And you haven't had a chance to watch Power yet, then? Or haven't watched Power yet?
0: No, still not. I think that might be a Christmas Day treat for me, mate.
1: That would be good, yeah. Yeah, I got an email from the BFI yesterday. Oh, oh, um, oh. Finally, because it's now five weeks since I went to the premiere, or whatever, and it's now three weeks since the DVD came out, and I'm still waiting (laughs) for it. But they basically said there's been a bit of a... They did say it was a unacceptable we apologize for the unacceptable delay in sending you your copy of power of the daleks um so apparently it is on the way and should be here for christmas so it <laughs> doesn't matter i've seen it but uh, yeah it'd be nice to get that on the shelf indeed with
0: all the others yeah did you reply and say yes i agree this <laughs> well, is unacceptable I and i want it
1: immediately i i'm just glad they used <laughs> that word because it kind of acknowledged that because sometimes i think i am not I'm not the most patient of person, so sometimes I think, you know, oh, I'll cut them a bit of slack. But as they acknowledged it, it took away the guilt, I thought, "Oh, good, good, It is your mm-hmm. fault, good."
0: Yeah, so, yeah. But no, it's
1: on its way apparently. So that's that's good to know, and it's I'm glad they got back to me because there's nothing worse than emailing or whatever, messaging someone, and just not getting a reply because you just then get more angry. So yeah. yeah, but no, it's on its way. It's all it's all good, mate. Christmas, nice Christmas is on its way. Power is on its way. Davidson's on its way. It's all good times, happy times. Good. Yeah. yeah so i'll either watch that at christmas or i'll watch it on the plane
0: when, when i'm off I'll, I'll stick it on my ipad and watch it on the plane
1: oh yeah because you're off to canada aren't you so yeah Canada.
0: Eh? yeah so I'll stick, i might watch it on the plane actually that's a good shout that'll kill a, if, a couple of hours won't it
1: yeah oh definitely the, the thing i'm the, the general consensus i'm getting from people about power is that they they love the story it's great to have it i think some people were a little bit disappointed in the animation um but again i think that just comes back to the the sort of time and budget the team were given to do it but it's it's perfectly watchable i know what there are certain bits where i know exactly what people mean when they say it's a bit stilted um you can sort of hear stuff going on but mm-hmm. nothing's happening in terms of the animation so i know exactly what they're talking about but it's a yeah, it's, it's a perfectly good watch so i think you'll like it good yeah great story as well so good times yeah so yeah you've got that to come yeah, yeah. Right buddy. Right you buddy. wanna land it? Should we land it and do some newsage? Flick those controls, let's get into the news.
0: So our only bit of news this week is something that I wasn't aware of. You probably were.
1: I've heard of this, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I know how you get about. <laughs> <laughs> there is a venue, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in London, uh, near, um, is it the Victoria area?
1: No, I or, think it's near... Um, oh, sorry, no, it's not, is it, sorry. Near the BBC what's it called radio where it's now like the bbc building used to bbc radio didn't it that's right yes broadcasting house i think is what i'm trying to think of yes i think it's near there but i'm not sure i've never actually been but yeah yeah
0: so anyway there's this venue that on the first thursday of every month Mm. it was a it was the place to go for doctor who fans to meet up and chat who and uh talk rumors and gossip and get into arguments about various lists and doctors and so on. And it's coming back because the venue, um, it's called the, the Fitzroy Tavern, or just the Tavern for short, apparently. Um, and it has been closed for refurbishment
1: uh, yeah.
0: for just over a year now, I believe. And they've thrown millions of pounds at it, had a good refurb, and they've done those a bit. And now it's going to open again. And uh, it will be on. Well, the first meeting has already t- supposedly taken place, which would have been last week on the first of December, which would have been the first Thursday. Yeah. And yes. So now the venue's back up and running. Hopefully, the place will be swamped with Who fans uh, once again. And I really like the sound of this. I really like the. I really like the idea of there's no, it's not like a convention where there's no, sorry, it's not like a convention where you have to turn up with stuff. There's no set plan. There's nothing. You just make your evening, whatever you want it to be. Mm. So you decide who you want to go with, who you want to talk to, get involved in arguments and stuff. It sounds really (laughs) cool. And I like that. It's the, the one thing I really like is, you know, exactly when it is. So the first Thursday at the tavern in London at the nearest, um, uh, Tube station is Googe Street, yeah, on the Northern Line. So this sounds pretty cool, mate. Maybe we should invade one evening.
1: Y- yeah, definitely. Um, I was thinking of because I, w- I was going to say to you about having a little um, podcast meetup for a Christmas drink uh, if we could, um, and I thought, well, this would be ideal, perfect, perfect. But of course, it's just blimmin work and stuff getting in the way and everything else isn't it but maybe in the new year when all that stuff settled down because i think this would be perfect i would love to do this um i had heard of, of this so basically there's always been i've always known that there was this pub where doctor who fans meet on a regular basis and just it's just an informal meetup every you know every thursday of the month or whatever every thursday of the week um, So I've always known about it, but I've never really known where it was. It was always like this m- sort of mythical place um, because I thought it was somewhere in near St. Paul's Cathedral. I, I was always sure it was a pub around there. So it's good to n- finally get the location. And it has become a bit of a um, what's the word I'm thinking? Of? Hallowed ground. Yeah. Yes. Hallowed <laughs> ground because people like Douglas Adams, John Nathan Turner, Terence Dix, have been known apparently according to this, even Stephen Moffat have been known to just pop in because they were aware of this, Mm -hmm. you know, this thing that's become, um, regular over the weeks. So it's, it's been known for people like that to just suddenly turn up and sit and chat amongst the fans, you know, um, which is quite incredible. So clearly when's this been going since 1984, that's quite, wow. That's quite an achievement. So it's quite, Mm -hmm. so since 1984, so over those years, it's played host to a few surprise guests. But, yeah, I just love the thought of going to a pub and sitting and chatting Doctor Who for a couple of hours over a couple of pints. I just think it'd be perfect. So, yeah, I'm definitely up for doing this. Um, we'll just have to arrange a Thursday evening when when we can both do it because, yeah, I think that'd be really good. It would be great, oh, yeah. A little podcast meter. Yeah, I do like a pint, as you know. Mm. So anyone that's interested in going,
0: if you're – down this way or you want to pop down wherever you are the next one according to the calendar will be thursday the 5th of jan okay cool that's when the next the first thursday of january or if you missed that one february will be the second
1: yeah so the first thursday of every month yeah we'll definitely have to get get along to one of these we will do mate yes that's the news yeah yeah just one bit
0: that's it. Right, yeah, going in merch. Let's get the Daleks in. We've got a couple of bits. Cool. Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. <laughs> I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. First up in merch, the Lethbridge Stewart guys from Candy Jar. Yeah. They've announced the last novel, not ever, but just of 2016, mm. in the range. And it's called Mind of Stone, <laughs> <laughs> uh, written by Ian McLaughlin. And I've lost count now. Is this book number seven,
1: eight? Oh, no, hang on. I honestly Four, can't remember. Five, six, seven, eight, I think. If you eight, don't include it? the two Havoc file books as well, that would be nine, ten. Yeah. yeah, these guys are not... Uh, i love these books i have got i am slipping behind though because they're they're knocking out the park with these at the minute aren't they they are yeah. so i think this is number eight i think i am definitely mm. behind
0: i i'm i've read up to book six
1: actually no hang so. on i've got them all I've, got, I've managed to buy them all um i'm just trying to count them in my head now it might be might be nine anyway yes there's a few good ones already out yes mm.
0: yep I, I, need, I need to finish number six. That's where I'm up to. So I'm behind by, depending on how, how accurate we are, I'm behind <laughs> by a couple, if not a yeah. few. Uh, but anyway, this looks good. And those guys have, yeah, like you say, mate, they've absolutely knocked it out of the park with their range of novels for um, this character. And this one, I believe, on the, based on the cover anyway, it's got, I think it's um, Sergeant Benton on the cover. I could be wrong. Is that Benton? I'm I'm, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Possibly. Um, But anyway, it's a cracking cover like they all have been.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's Wormwood. I was going to say, I think that's Wormwood Scrubs (laughs) on (laughs) the cover as well. Uh, Classic location there. Yeah. So it sounds like the Briggs on trial in this one. Um, And it's got a forward by Victor Pemberton as well so Mm -hmm. yeah another great one to add to the collection Um, I'll be buying it as well another one to put on the reading list that's ever growing in this (laughs) house
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, so very quick synopsis Um, the brig has been remanded to Wormwood prison and his team have no idea why secrecy surrounds his case but his team barely have a chance to process anything before they are sent on a mission to Egypt Mm. hmm yes so if you're um, up to date with your lethbridge stewart novels this is the last one of the year so make sure you pick it up and i'm pretty sure you can pre-order it now
1: i believe so yes you can yep yeah perfect little stocking fella yep Right. And also, uh, in the merch news, um, some more great stuff coming from Big Finish. So, Dune Coalition 4, which wraps up the Dune Coalition series, is coming out in March. I think it is next year. Let Mm -hmm. me just double check. Yep. And uh, this cover, we always mention how good the covers are on these recently. This one has just about thrown everything you can think of, including the kitchen sink on the front cover, isn't it? It's got, like, (laughs) Weeping Angels, uh, River Song um rufus hound as the meddling monk um the 11 which is in the character from the series itself um yeah loads going on on the cover it looks really good actually great picture of mcgann almost doing a bit of a capaldi like pose there Mm. um so yeah this is this is coming out in march next year as i said it wraps up the dune coalition series uh which um which has been which has been overall pretty good i mean Anything, you know some better than others but it's always been an, an entertaining listen um this one i mean it goes without saying again is superb on audio so uh, i'll just give you a little bit of a synopsis for this it's basically it says down to the end of the universe the doctor and his companions have been defeated and gallifrey has been overtaken by a group of dangerous fanatics that's that's the bleak scenario in doom coalition 4 which brings the 16 episode saga to a nail-biting conclusion it says so i've i've managed to pick up um the first three sets of this so obviously i'll be getting the fourth to to complete it all um and i as i said i always just love listening to paul mcgann on audio he's, he's superb He's great. And how are we yeah. at
0: number four already? I've only listened I to the first one. Yeah. I've
1: got the first yeah. one. Um, yeah. but how,
0: wow, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. And it was a, I can't comment on, um, the box sets for two and three, but the first one was very good. First but one's good. Second good. one's
1: okay. Third one, uh, picks up again and it is, is better. Um, so I'm hoping it's a good, good conclusion to the set. Um, I really like the character the, the 11, uh, that I mentioned earlier. He's on the cover. Um, I think he's in the first story in the first set, if he my is. memory serves yeah. right. Yeah, it's a great, great story, that is. Mm. So, mm. so yeah, you're right. How are we there already? I like the fact they've done four, though, because they did four of the Dark Eyes box sets as well. So it's quite a nice little set of four for this one as well. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. so where, where will they go with McGann's Doctor next? Mm, who knows? Actually, no, we, we, we know, don't we? Because
0: we Do spoke we? about it on the news a couple of weeks ago there's then there's a new um box set out from again at the end of next year which is a prequel to the war doctor box set
1: oh yes forgot about that it's cool yeah, yeah. something <laughs> it's, it's cool. the time war thingy, isn't it the time war some... stuff yeah
0: yeah yeah oh yeah i'd completely forgotten about that so that's where he's going next he's
1: going back yeah. to go forward I wonder, is that going to link in with the War Doctor? I don't know. It I tell is, you, yeah. Big Finish are literally on fire at the minute. Yeah, you know they're, they're filling in all the gaps and mistakes and everything, and from from the series, they're just sort of taking anything like that and just you know just running with it. It's it's, it's brilliant actually.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, Big Finish again, as we come to expect frequently, great mm. stuff. Yes, on the radar. That's gonna do for much. Yep. We need to push on with our last review of Class Series oh, One. Was, yeah. Uh The Lost.
1: The souls. They pour out, right? They find the souls of the enemy and they burn them. It's, it's it's
0: not that simple.
1: You're going to use this, okay? You said you wanted to.
0: You will not. There are other ways. There are no other ways! We tried other ways, and they
1: come back! We tried other ways, and people die! How am I the only one who sees this? Do you guys think I haven't seen the same things as you? I may have been 14 when I started this year, but I am 100 years old now, and I am telling you, it is time to use the cabinet of souls. Hey, do look at me. She's got a mind of her own.
0: Seeing as you asked so nicely, let's use the cabinet.
1: (laughs) Manners don't cost anything, do they? No, no. I don't think any of these know the meaning of the word, do they? (laughs) The lost souls are coming. Sorry, just the song at the start. Oh, so this is episode Gary. Make it stop.
0: Episode eight and concludes the first series of class based on the presumption that they're going to be other series is. And so last week we had a fairly decent episode. Let's not, let's not um, lie. We haven't been huge fans of, of class up to that point.
1: Mm.
0: The first episode wasn't too well. First episode was okay. Yeah, it was all right. I like the first one. Then we fell from a great height. (laughs) <laughs> um and then last week kind of picked us up a bit this yeah. week um yeah this week i'm i'm down there again mate so am i We've you? fallen
1: off the cliff again yeah i couldn't wait for it to end yeah <laughs> i was just thinking let let this episode end let that let that be an end to the series and and i just don't want to think about cool. it ever again um yeah no i mean it wasn't it wasn't as bad as sort of some of the mid-series episodes but yeah like you said i enjoyed last week's i thought last week's was great but um but this week yeah we've we've gone back down again i think (laughs) i was so i was just so pleased to to get it finished and done
0: yeah Yeah, i was like shouting and oh oh man i was like that twofold Mm. i thought let's just get this episode over and done with
1: the song at the start was enough to finish me off the lost souls or whatever it was yeah. yeah
0: and then i thought well that's good because when we get this episode wrapped up that's the series wrapped up and as much as it pains me to say and I I didn't want to say it but it means that we don't have to review it anymore yeah well it's the same with me yeah and I don't really like saying that about people's work because I'm sure that Patrick Ness has put uh, is you know everything into this program and you know it -hmm. it, it, it's not something that because I know it has been reviewed or it's been received well we we know quite a few Q fans, don't we? That really like it, and they, they really really like it, mm. which is great. And and it's it's very easy for us to sit behind a microphone and say, yeah, that's rubbish, and that's. But we have to, you do have to remember that somebody has poured their life into making this happen, and you know doing that stuff. So yeah, it does yeah. pain. It does. It's not nice to be able to say, great, we don't have to review this bloody thing anymore. But it, it, I just, you and I, we're on the same page, aren't we, with class? Cause we, we are, yeah. We we did have a moment at the beginning where you were like, you know, mate, I've, you know, I've, I was wined and dined. You know, Ooh. I was, <laughs> you know, I was sort of eased into it nicely with some alcohol and the atmosphere and everything, <laughs> which is all good. And I was like, oh, I don't know, mate. It, you know, it's okay. It's, it's okay, yeah. but I can, I don't know. And then episode two, we were like, oh, it's not great, is it? I mean... It's got potential. It could be good, but yeah. now we're at this end. We're like, crikey, Moses!
1: Yeah. What,
0: it was only eight episodes, and it feels like a right slog. It, it did feel to, like a slog God. to me. Yeah, I mean,
1: I got to just pick up on two things you said, which I, I must totally agree with. Actually, is you know, there have been people out there that have enjoyed this series, which is is great. We're we're not two of them. We've like you said, we found it a slog. Um, and also, the thing about somebody's work as well is it's quite true. I mean, one of the reasons I haven't been. Too vocal about class on on Twitter and and the like is because you know I was lucky enough to go to the class premiere and and I did meet Patrick Ness and he's a very nice guy when I met him and stuff so you are aware of that you know like you said it's very easy for me to just sit behind my phone and say yeah what a load of rubbish blah 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 but I haven't done that because like you said you know these guys and the cast are really really nice I have to say that you know Faddy and, and all that so yeah. You know, they're really passionate, they've tried, they've done what they wanted to do with it. Um, which is great. And I you know, I don't want to trample on that. But the other end of it is, we've both sat through eight episodes of, of this series, and the long and short of it is it wasn't for us. You know? So <laughs> yeah. for those that liked it, brilliant. That's great. Um, well done to the guys involved if you've achieved what you want to achieve. But just personally, from from our point of view, it's been hard work. I've I've really liked I have to say, I've really not enjoyed it, which is unusual. It's not just a case of thinking, well, it was all right. You know, I've really sat there and thought, I just, like I said, can't wait for this to end. I really have not enjoyed watching this series apart from episodes one and seven. They were the only ones that I really got on board with. Um, so yeah, so I, I am, although it sounds cold, I am glad it's over because I don't really want to, <laughs> watch this again and i think the i think the thing that really annoys me about it is is, is the connection to doctor who yeah i do mm-hmm. think and we've said this all along i do think if it was its own thing there is a chance i might have felt differently about it maybe i still wouldn't have enjoyed it but i i think the fact it's sort of up there with you know standing alongside torchwood and sarah jane adventures and doctor who really annoys me because i don't think it I don't think it deserves to be there. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as either of the other spin-offs um, that we've had. So I think that slightly irks me as well, if you know what I mean. So we've said it all along. I think it should have just been a standalone show. I don't, I don't think it's. I think it's been hindered by being a Doctor Who spin-off somehow.
0: I agree, and it's not yeah. like they've. It's not like they've leveraged a lot of the Doctor Who universe to make episodes happen. Yeah, um, we, we we will be talking about the end part of episode eight, by the way. Mm-hmm. So spoiler, <clears throat> spoiler alert, if you've not oh, seen yes. episode eight yet, you might want to somehow fast forward us and then back up a bit to when we finished a review, because there is a, yeah. there is a bit of a twist at the end of, of, of this last episode, mm-hmm. which makes me think that almost certainly they're going to, there's going to be a series two because they can't leave it. There's no way they could leave it like that.
1: I, I I think the same. And I think Patrick Ness tweeted something a couple of days ago, basically saying there will be a series two, but I'm not allowed to tell you yet or something. I can't remember the wording. So I, I think they've already in their heads thought, we'll give this another series, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So if you've not seen episode eight yet, um, fast forward us now. Right. Oh, so, <laughs> so at the end of episode eight, we see a weeping angel, don't we? And that, to, yeah. that to me, and please correct me, mate, if I'm incorrect here. That's the only monster we've seen from Doctor Who in the whole of class.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. the only only. Did you feel it was just thrown in there to remind us that it's yes. this is connected to Doctor Who? By the way, look, as a weekend, because I did see people that were going mad about this. Unfortunately, I I stayed off Twitter until I watched the episode, but I did go in a. Group chat on Facebook, and the first thing I saw was a still from when she's turning around and seeing the angel. Oh, and I was like, no. "Oh, for goodness' sake!" So I didn't <laughs> go on social media for the rest of the day until I'd watched it, which was difficult. Mm. Um, but that had already been ruined for me, unfortunately. So that I would have liked that to have been a surprise. To have, I don't know if I would have felt differently if you know what I mean. I would have been like, "Oh, my weeping angel!" But I was the whole time. As soon as I saw the hall mm-hmm. or stairs, whatever, I was like, "Oh, the weeping angel's coming up in a minute" because I've seen it on facebook so i was a little bit peeved about that but so the shock factor was gone for me i don't know about you Uh, what did you think when you saw it
0: yeah i was i was um not shocked but when i saw it i was like oh my my initial reaction was oh that's good Mm. and then a couple of seconds later i thought well kind of shoehorned that in to remind us that we're watching something connected to dr who yeah, Which makes me think, it just re- I don't know about you, but it just reinforces the fact that it just doesn't need to be, didn't need to be a Doctor Who related program. And I could totally get it if in each episode, or if maybe if we had a couple more cameos, not necessarily from the Doctor, but if we had a couple of cameos from, even if it's some obscure character like Jackie Tyler or, no, because she's mm. in an alternate universe with Rose, isn't she? Even if it's someone like, I don't know, Whoever, you know, it doesn't have to be a main cast character, but, and then just like the odd reference to things like the old
1: Courtney, maybe. Well, I mean, I know she wasn't probably the character,
0: but what happened to old Courtney? Yeah. But what they've done is they've, they've said at the very beginning, this is related to Doctor Who, Mm. and we're going to throw that right in your face by giving you the Doctor. And then just nothing. No, the only reference we had was seeing Clara's bloody name up on the wall (laughs) with Danny Pink. That's,
1: that's pretty much it, isn't it? And we've, did we was Susan's name up there as well? Someone said I didn't spot it, but someone said Susan's name or S. Foreman, which makes no sense, does it? Susan wasn't. I don't. I suppose she would have been the class. I don't know. Anyway, I don't
0: know. but I, I know there's been the odd reference to things, but we've had no kind of visual thing to say. Yes, this is cool. You know, it's in the Doctor Universe, so let's bring in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's almost like Patrick Nessa said, "Look." I didn't want to, do, you know. I'd, I'm I'm over the moon that you've allowed me to make the program. But if you're telling me that it has to be connected to Doctor Who, then I'll do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like I'll yeah. do it in like the most minimum amount that I can do. Hmm. And so it's it's almost like it doesn't know what it wants to be.
1: It's like that's does, exactly what I've felt. You know, yeah. does,
0: does it want to be this edgy, borderline sort of adult program that's make sci-fi cool again on tv is it trying to do that is it trying to be a doctor who show i don't think so is it trying to be something different but is hindered by the fact that it's got a doctor who sticker on it Mm -hmm. It, you know it's it's very difficult to judge and i I think personally it hasn't done itself any favors in its first series no and uh
1: I found it, it's a very clunky first series. Mm. Like, with that opening episode, we got introduced to characters, and I thought, okay, yeah, I like, you know, I like what's going on here. You know, I like this little world, this little group. And then by episode two and then three and four, they just they just all became unlikable. They spent most episodes shouting and screaming at each other, and mm-hmm. there was no connection. We had relationships that, you know, um, formed overnight sort of thing. It was just like, it, it, yeah, it did, did not flow as a series at all for me. It was mm. really clunky. I mean, I think one of the reasons... I personally didn't enjoy this, this finale is because I didn't care about any of the characters in it. Like, you know, they're all in peril. The only one I like is Quill. I've said that all the way through. She's the only one that I give a tapney, um, hate about, (laughs) (laughs) um, do you know what I mean? It's like, so I'm just sat there and I think this is the reason why I often say I'm bored watching this episode is because I just don't care about the characters. They're horrible. They're not, I don't (laughs) find any of them likable at all. So I don't really care what happens to them. And you've got the Shadowkin flying about all over the place. And I thought they were supposed to hate daylight, so I don't know why they're... You know what I mean? But, um, (laughs) yeah, as for the Doctor Who thing, I know exactly what you mean. Last week I made two notes which I didn't read out. I forgot, but they said right at the start of the episode um you i put here unit gets a mention tick zygon gets a mention tick so that was in the first sort of five minutes of last week's episode just to remind us that it's dr who so it's almost like you said right we've got those references in there we can move on now you know and it was the same i think with the weeping angel this week um i like the whole thing with the room whatever that was that she walks into like the core or, You know, I like stuff mm. like that because it's a bit weird. But I kept thinking, well, what? So no one ever gets in that door. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. But I liked, you know, I liked that idea because I like things like that where there's a bit cool. of, bit of um, uh, a bit of sci-fi, you know, going on behind there and stuff. Yeah, but apart from that, there wasn't much.
0: So what about the episode itself then? So mm. the title is the Lost. Mm. And it kind of focuses, I mean it tries to even even now at at the at the end of the series, the Shadowkin are still
1: here. Yeah, I know. Are they ever gonna leave? Yeah, so the the
0: um the the Shadowkin himself, what was his name? Caraconus. He kind of threw the 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 shadow into charlie's face didn't he? yeah so yeah. and then when charlie killed all of when, well when charlie killed april thus killing the shadow because their hearts are connected he then becomes the shadow king, king.
1: that's it that's yeah. right isn't
0: it yeah so they're still here mm. they're still bloody here they're still here yeah and you just know that they'll be in series two you yeah so we've know. had
1: so we've had them at the start, we've had them in the middle, two-parter two and the final. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're still, they're still not defeated. I know, it does seem like they're, they're getting the most out of um out they get
0: of their money's worth out of the CG effects to actually make them look, look good. Because they do look good on screen. They, they do look good, yeah. They do. Yeah, they do look so good. They're getting their money's worth. And we finally get the cabinet put to use. So all yeah. this moaning and crying and yeah. grief that Charlie's gone through about using this flipping cabinet. He finally unleashes the power, the cabinet, wipes out, supposedly, <laughs> supposedly wipes out the kin, because they've come through whatever portal when they're around the planet and they're ready to destroy everybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And conveniently, it doesn't kill the Shadowkin that are standing right next to them in the school hall. So <laughs> the cabinet that he opened... Is obviously doesn't work in close proximity because when he's obliterated all of them you still have the shadow standing behind them yeah so it almost worked this bloody cabinet that they've been banging on about since episode one
1: yeah it must be light mustn't it to be dragging that blue yeah.
0: cabinet around and then it was about to kill Charlie that last little floating little sparky thing came out oh, of the cabinet yeah. Yeah. was about to kill him but ah uh, yes of course he gets saved. And there we go. Um, yeah.
1: Who saves him? I can't even remember Quill. now.
0: Oh, of course. Of course.
1: She drags him out
0: of the way, doesn't she? Mm. And from that moment on, we're still no further afield in terms of what is happening with the rift that's there at Coal Hill Academy. Because it's still there. Because when there's a shot, isn't there, where – I think uh, April's walking into the school, or somebody is, and we see the little rift just appearing. Oh, that's appearing. it, by the sign, yeah. yeah. So nothing's happened with that. That's still there. So I can only assume that in Series 2, we're just going to be back at Coal Hill with the same rift, with the same non-Doctor Who monsters coming through. Hmm. Um, but just minus April.
1: Well, yeah. Well, or April is a... What is she now? She's a. Well, she's a shadowkin because they were like, "Oh, let's shoot it, shoot it!" And for some reason, they didn't shoot it. And then she's like, "Why is everybody staring at me?" And it's uh, like, "Oh, April's the shadowkin. What's going on now?" So that's weird,
0: yeah. Because yeah. Charlie supposedly the king now, but April is one of the. She's she's the embodiment of, of the the shadowkin. She's kind of transmogrified, yeah, from herself into one of the shadowkin. What, what is she in now uh Karakinas's body is it his body she's in
1: well we do i mean that looks yes like or is she on the planet talking through that thing i don't know how they're going to get around <laughs> it it's a, you know i think probably they, they think it's a bit of a game changer um i just have to go back to what you're saying about the cabinet and stuff as well though that i think this is this is one of the, my main frustrations with this series as a whole like you said, they finally opened the cabinet after all this <laughs> discussion, and we've had it all the way through. And that's one thing that's drove me mad about the series, is it's, they, it's so repetitive. <laughs> you know, they keep doing the same thing over and over again, like, you know, um, the prince and the cabinet, um, Quill and her gun. I mean, how many times has she gone on about, my gun, my gun? And then we've got all these scenes where they keep doing the same thing, and the... So like, you know, you'll have like the Shadowkin behind one of their parents and he's going to kill her. and am going to kill her any minute. And then we have a 10 minute scene somewhere else. They come back, going to kill her any minute now. I'm going <laughs> to kill it. And it's just like, oh, and that's what I found all the way through this series is they set something up and they just drag it out for the whole, not just the whole episode, but the whole series. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I found myself just screaming, get on with it the whole time. <laughs> um, and that's what yeah. I've just found most frustrating about the series it it's had some good ideas and they've just been stretched out beyond oblivion do you know what i mean it's just like (laughs) i mean the thing with the parents getting killed as well i mean before the opening credits we got a really gruesome Shot of Ram's dad getting stabbed and all this blood coming out of his mouth and the sword, and mm-hmm. that's before the credits had rolled. I was thinking, Oh, lovely, you know, it, like you said. So that's quite adult, mm-hmm. you think, Oh, that's a bit gruesome. And then we get into it, and it turns into an episode of you know, Hollyoaks for 10 minutes, and then we're on to something else. So I just found the pacing all over not the pacing, mm. the what do I mean, the not the pacing is it, but you know what I mean, all over the shop. It's just mm. it, like you said, it doesn't know what it wants to be. Yep. I don't think. Did if li- it does get a second series, hopefully it finds its blooming feet. Yeah. Did you like the,
0: the song that April sings at the beginning?
1: No, I thought it was total cringe is what I wrote in my notes. So I just, just thought, oh, what yeah. is this? Unfortunately, she didn't sing it very well either. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, was just, I just had my head in my hands thinking, oh, good grief. Yeah. I didn't like it. I won't, I won't th- th- be downloading it.
0: And then we had um, we had Quill teaching, what's her face to fight. Oh yeah, Tanya is
1: it? Yeah, Tanya. Yeah, teaching Tanya. See, the to fact fight. we don't even know their names We're episode eight, and we don't even know their names. Can't names. I mean, yeah. we're actually, people, our listeners will be screaming at us. We ne- we are bad with names. I'm, I acknowledge that. But um. <laughs>
0: yeah, so we've got Tanya learning to fight, which is str- that's another thing, right? I know this is, this is a bit of a ranty review, isn't it?
1: A little bit, but we are at the end of the series. So, yeah, yeah. We're, we're just we're getting it all out of our yeah. system.
0: So, Tanya's learning to fight. So, what's she going to do with an hour's worth of a pregnant woman teaching her how to throw the odd kick? <laughs> I know. And then I thought to myself, well, actually, this not the first time we've seen this ridiculousness because the episode where April leaps through the portal and goes to the I think it's episode five bravish heart I think where she jumps through the portal after the shadowkin and Ram dives through as well and we have that scene don't we where April who at this point in the story has done nothing with her life apart from like the most physical thing that she's done that we're aware of is play the violin yeah. And yet here she is wielding two huge swords and has managed to beat down the very big and strong, experienced Shadow King mm. from nowhere. And now we have Tanya having fighting lessons from Quill, which has lasted, let's be honest, about an hour <laughs> in the time frame of the story. Yeah. So she's like, teach me how to fight, teach me how to fight, blah, blah, blah. Then the cabinet goes off. Now what's she going to do? What, what, what purpose did that serve in the story? It, it just filled 10 minutes, didn't it? it? Just, exactly. And that's what yeah. we've had time and time again on each episode. We have these five, 10 minute slots where you could have, they could have made like some really good 25 minute episodes mm. or half an hour episodes. Cause what are they? They're 45 minutes, aren't they?
1: They're 45. I mean, I mistakenly thought they were an hour (laughs) because uh, I did. I I remember I remember writing a note saying these should be 45 minutes, not an hour. And then someone was like, they are 45 minutes. Oh, I think maybe the first one was an hour, which confused me. But but yeah, but one of the notes I've written actually is um, that I think the director has mistaken nothing happening for suspense. (laughs) And what I mean by that is that I think that sort of ties in with what you're saying. There's so many bits where. You, i think what they're trying to do is build some suspense and something happening but it goes nowhere and you just keep coming back to it and it's still going nowhere that you sort of think well it's pointless what's what's the, you know hmm. what's actually happening in terms of moving the story forward yeah. yeah
0: and it's a shame it is a real shame because like we said right at the beginning this has got potential to be awesome Let, let's hope it picks up and and, and finds itself, and we have some great stories, but it's just yeah. so the weeping angel thing at the end. We have a we finally have a connection to the Doctor Who universe in some way, mm-hmm. yeah, which is not just a name on a wall, we actually have a familiar monster
1: to deal with. Mm. It was only in it for like two seconds, wasn't it? It was just yeah. behind a rah!
0: yeah, and this links to something called The Arrival, and it's mm. there's this big sort of mural on the wall, isn't there? Of this big weeping angel looking oh, yeah, over the, I forgot about that. Yeah, looking over the earth, and so at, at the moment I'm feeling like is this like an invasion? Is That's the weeping angels yeah. coming to Earth? But then that doesn't make sense to me either, unfortunately, because when do the weeping angels need a society of people mm. to enable them to come to Earth and do whatever?
1: Well, I don't know how that would work because they wouldn't be able to, you can't sit down and have a write a contract out opposite a Weeping Angel, can you? Exactly. <laughs> you'd, be, yeah. you'd be stoned within seconds. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that works. Yeah. So
0: that, that right there has the potential to either enhance what we already know about the Weeping Angels and could progress their backstory a little bit or progress mm-hmm. some of the details we know or it could just completely destroy the coolness And the mystery of the Weeping Angels. Mm. Because the fact that we don't, the only thing we know is what the doctors told us about them. Yeah. Sort of short little nuggets. And how they've left it on the main show is that they're bloody scary. Yeah. You know, so this could either enhance that, or like I said, you never, you know, we could just, they could give us too much. And now we know it's a bit like the Centauran thing. Yeah. You know, so who knows?
1: Did you find the Shadowkin um, quite hard to understand at times? A little bit, yep. yeah. Yeah, right. I, I I struggled. I really struggled with some some of the dialogue. Uh, not because it was being drowned out by the music for once, but I don't know if they'd lowered his voice or something. <laughs> but he was like... And I was like, what? He's got that movie trailer.
0: I don't know if I get my voice low enough.
1: Oh, like the Batman guy when he was... <laughs> uh,
0: yeah.
1: Sorry, can you I speak up? I was the talk.
0: <laughs> He, yeah, it, it was almost that. Yeah, it was like he had a sock in his mouth.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he was chewing to... on a chewing on a Werther's original. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean.
0: It was a, yeah, I, it was a bit because it, yeah, but I couldn't be bothered to rewind it. No, <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you said oh, something we're, there. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: we're just like, yeah, just, just go with it.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: dear. So anything else in this episode that you liked, you didn't like, you want to mention?
1: No, I could go on forever, but our listeners would probably switch off if, if I did. Um, no, oh, yeah. I, I, I think I'm done.
0: <laughs> I, I think we are, we are done with class, aren't we, thankfully? Yeah. We won't be pre-ordering the Blu-ray or...
1: I actually won't, it's very strange to me because I am a bit of a completist, I am very much the hoarder, I have to have something if it's connected to Dot 2, but no, I definitely won't be ordering the the Blu-ray.
0: Maybe if if Series 2 is really good, maybe, you know, if Series 2 turns out to be a really good watch Hmm. and then you pre-order it, then we'd have to get Series 1 because that would be a completist thing. Yeah, you know? oh,
1: definitely. I was gonna yeah. say what I would love if they are gonna do a second series. Um, I hope they go back and reevaluate series one because there's clearly some good stuff in there, and there's clearly stuff in there that people enjoyed. Um, so I hope they just go back and look at the bits that did work, the bits that didn't work, and 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 find their feet. As I said, and hopefully, if there is a second series, it will be a vast improvement in in our eyes and personally yeah mm-hmm. um i mean i i said i was chatting to someone the other day about it and i said oh, i said i hope there isn't a second series because i i won't be watching it but of course i will of course if yeah. there's a second series, yeah. I, the, the curiosity in me would not be able to not watch it um but i just have a feeling that i'll just be sat there thinking why am i watching this every week but hopefully I, yeah hopefully if they do series 2 it'll be good hopefully I say I'm pretty sure they will do one. Although the viewing figures have been bad, haven't they? They've
0: been very bad. Yeah.
1: Apparently, when it gets a TV slot next year, is it? Um, it's going to be a late night weekday slot, is what it's rumoured for. So that's not doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't sound too great for it, but yeah, I don't know. I still think it. I still think they probably already planned it as a two series, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we'll see if we call yeah. it if we if our predictions were correct, because I think. I said that this would always be a two series thing. I can't, I I
1: cannot see it going past two series at all. No, I think it's a two series show max. Like you said, they'll all be 30 in their (laughs) thirties by then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. What was score? What score would you give this buddy? If you had to score Uh, this one? Very middle of the road. um, Five out of 10. A five? Well, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't know what to score it, to be honest. I, I, uh, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. It's probably, I well, no, yeah. it's probably too high. I was what it is is I went back and looked at what I scored the others, and I I would put this on par with episode two,
0: okay. is what I thought. So, but right. for
1: some bizarre reason, I must have been in a like you said, I must have had too much wine. I gave episode two a six, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I can't go to five, probably too generous. But there you go. Oh uh,
0: no, worries. Yeah, I will give this a three.
1: Three. Yeah. 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 Totally agree with that.
0: Series overall.
1: Ooh. Again, I'll probably give it a five overall. It's, it's just middle. In, it's just in the middle there. It's, it's just it's not yeah. great. It's,
0: yeah. Yeah, a four overall for me, mate. Four overall.
1: Yeah. Mm. We're definitely on the same page with this one.
0: Indeed. So that's class done and dusted.
1: Yeah. So, it.
0: regular review. It's classic hey, week. McCoy. Let's get into it. Rice pudding. What are we doing?
1: So, yeah, a bit of rice pudding. <laughs> it is, of course, Ghost Light.
0: Light. I think I've solved your problem for you. There's only one solution to Earth. I was going to reduce it to this. Oh, no. So you started with Inspector Mackenzie. The cream of Scotland Yard. Primordial soup. The most precious substance in the universe, from which all life springs. Merely sugars, proteins and amino acids it would soon start to evolve again so I'm going to stop the change here all organic life will be eradicated in the firestorm and when this world is destroyed no more change no more evolution, no more life
1: ooh it all heats up there I'd forgotten that ghost uh, no sorry, I'd forgotten that light Talked yeah. like that. <laughs> it's been so long since I watched this story. I was quite surprised. I was like, I remembered how he looked, and then he came out and he starts, Hello. I was like, Hey, I don't remember this. <laughs> Is there a fault with the DVD? I'm with you, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally forgot the high pitched uh yeah.
1: yeah. Just play it like can... otherworldly. <laughs> you okay. are light. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> how David Collins told me
0: to yeah. Talk and act like yeah. this. No, we yeah. don't mean you're light as in how much you weigh. <laughs> you're like, anyway. yeah, really. yeah. So, Ghost Lights. This was broadcast on the 4th of October, 1989. Yes. Uh, three episodes, roughly 25 minutes, and it's written by Mark Platt, directed by Alan Waring. Mm. Overseen by Mr. Cartmel and Mr. Turner yes yes now excuse me plot you're gonna have to help me with this one mate oh god
1: yeah good luck with this one because uh this one's a bugger to nail <laughs> it down. it really is even reading it on wiki i'm still trying to get my head around it yeah there's a house <laughs> that's a good start there, there's, there's a house. lightning there's a bit of lightning <laughs> set the scene at uh, a
0: house in perryvale mm. which is near london if you didn't know yeah, supposedly, and at some point in Ace's at some point in Ace's teens, she breaks into this house, and she senses an evil presence, like it's haunted, mm. et cetera, and she burns it down. As you do, she tells, <laughs> yeah, as you do, she tells the doctor this, and his his intrigue gets the better of him, so they nip back in time. And they land inside the house because he wants to know his, his interest in why Ace felt so scared. Mm. And scared to the point where she burnt the house down. And they land back in the house. I think it's in the 1800s, isn't it? Somewhere. It's like 18...
1: 1883, yeah. I think it's
0: set. Yeah. And the house is not as it seems. So the original mm. owners are nowhere to be found. And it's run by a mysterious guy. I can't remember his name. Is it Mr. Chase? Is it Gabe? Uh, uh, G- How's no, Gabe not. Chase?
1: Uh, no, that, that's the original owners, isn't it? Is it it's, Smith, Mr. Smith guy who's running it? He's the guy who's sort of in control yes, of it. Yes. There's so many characters in mm. this as well, isn't it? It's really hard to keep track. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's right. So the, the, the Chases then, they were the original owners of the house. They're that's nowhere it. to be found. And the house is now run by uh, Josiah Smith. That's, that's right. It. Yeah. And he's hiding a spacecraft down in the basement. (laughs) As you do. As you do. And in the basement is... uh, Two uh, husks. Two insect insectoid insect humanoid kind of creatures and this uh, strange well what looks like a very horrible creature in one of the prison cells. The doctor and Ace immediately realize that something's not right and they, uh, well, the doctor kind of pieces together roughly what's going on because they run into this strange guy, doesn't he? This hunter guy. Oh, him! Yeah, Redfords. And they obviously know that he doesn't know where the where the the bloody hell he is. He doesn't know what he's doing, where he is. And when they discover the spacecraft, they then figure out right, right, Regia. So the this guy, Josiah Smith, is is part of the the crew from the spacecraft Mm. and he's like been collected he's been he was chosen by light the character light along with the old neanderthal guy nimrod who's the house servant yeah and they've sort of parked themselves comfortably on earth in this house and josiah has been keeping light locked away or or locked up somehow so that he can then sort of cleanse, cleanse the earth, starting with Britain, by assassinating Queen Victoria, controlling the British Empire, and henceforth would be sort of a higher power for him to do whatever he wants with. And that's kind of it. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: it is, it is very un it's very hard to understand. I mean, that bit about the British empire. I mean, I've never, I've never got that bit straight Mm. in my head. Um, whenever I've watched it, I think I knew when I read it, you know, the synopsis online, I was like, okay, all right. So go back and watch that again. Let me see. Um, yeah, there's a lot of the explanation is missing, uh, in this story. So it's not the easiest storyline to follow. No. Or explain. Yeah. If
0: someone (laughs) said to you, I'm new to Doctor Who. Well, I've watched, you know, quite a bit of the, the modern Doctor Who. I want to get into the classic stuff. Can mm. you recommend anything that's a, a, an easy watch? <laughs> you would absolutely not recommend Ghost Light. Because it, it, not to beat around the bush, it, it's completely bonkers.
1: It is crazy. In yeah, terms you've of got, its story. Yeah, you've got policemen in they open like a cabinet drawer and there's a policeman lying in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's the, the Neanderthal
0: guy who's the servant, but Nimrod, but yeah. he can speak very good English.
1: Who's so, that? You've got a reverend that turns into a, a monkey. The Yeah.
0: So the reverend character, <laughs> Reverend, uh, Ernest Matthews, he's there because he, he represents like the British science, you know, like the, 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 the science Institute of, of, Of great britain and he's there to basically tell this guy josiah look you've been banging on about evolution you know it's all blasphemy and darwinism and all that stuff we want to basically silence you and he gets (laughs) yeah so he does nothing really apart from just turn up a few times has a go at at smith and then smith turns him into an ape yeah and puts him in a display cabinet (laughs)
1: <laughs> if you're listening to this thinking, I've never watched Ghost Lives, what the hell? <laughs> um, let's just put it this way. There's a there's a bit on the making of on the DVD where Andrew Cartmel himself tries to explain this story and even he um <laughs> yeah. although you can you can tell that he's got it in his head, even he finds it really hard to to put it into words. Mm. You know, um like you can see he's sort of trying really hard he's like no no i know what it's about but um right how can i explain it to you um yeah and it but, mu- yeah it,
0: it must have it must have been a massive sense of relief for all of those involved because even though uh, the curse of Fenric and survival went out after ghost light in terms of broadcast dates uh ghost light was the very last episode to be recorded
1: That's right. Yeah, it's the last thing they ever did for however many years. Yeah, you know before .dot two came back. Yeah.
0: So they must have thought at the end, like, "Crikey, I am glad that is done (laughs) and dusted." Because, you know, Curse of Fenric, they they were probably thinking, "Yeah, I can cope with this. Yeah, it's not too bad." And you know, Survival, yeah, I can cope with that. But this one, they're probably all scratching their heads, thinking, "So why is he there?
1: So what's going on here?" They so, didn't have a clue. I mean, the, yeah. they say on the making of the director was constantly phoning Mark Platt, the writer, saying, um, "Can can you just help me out a bit here? Um, because we're a bit lost." Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently they were constantly on the phone. And the thing is, I, th- I I get the impression it was written as a four-parter. For whatever reason, mm. it was made as a three-parter. They were constantly cutting scenes. Um, you know, which you can tell, I mean, a lot of the expedition is just missing where they've had to cut so much out. Um, I would yeah, imagine the yeah. book is a lot clearer. Um, but yeah, and also on the making of it's great cause you, there's some good behind the scenes stuff on the DVD mm-hmm. and you can just tell the, they're having a good laugh, but there's also a lot of confusion and frustration. There's a bit where Sylvester and the director, I wouldn't say they're arguing, but you can see this tension. They're like, no, 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 that can't be right because blah, blah, blah. And there's so much confusion within the script um, that I think in some ways it's amazing that what we get on screen is as good as it is, even though it's incomprehensible a lot of the time, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. So,
1: But no, I think it was a real tough story to make this one. Um, I, I would say so. Yeah, and like you said, I bet that's. I bet they're glad it was the last one. I think Sylvester said, you know, when they finished filming, obviously, you know, they didn't know at that point the show was going to be axed, so they were sort of turned around to each other and said, "Phew, see you next year, then to do it all again or something like that." And mm. of course, they then got the call after the wrap party or whatever, saying, "You won't be coming back." Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a bit of a shock, I think. But yeah,
0: mm. in in a way, it's it, there. There there is some good writing in there. I mean, it's it. It's a cool little backstory for Ace, isn't it? In a way, it is. Yeah, it is. And yeah. There's a few stories in series twenty-six that deal with Ace a little bit, especially, um, uh, well, the curse of Fenric, especially. Yeah. This one, and what's the other one where they Survival, survive? of course, much. yeah. At the end. Yeah. So it, it it does it does give Ace a bit of a. It fleshes her character out a little bit more, mm. which is nice because, back in the classic series. You didn't really do that with companions too much.
1: No, I mean, you know? we, we're so used to it in the new series, aren't we? With like Clara, I mean, everything became about Clara, didn't it? Mm. Um, and it drove me and you mad. And I was, I couldn't help but think about that when I was watching this because I love the companion ace, I, I love the character, I think Sophie Eldred is, is great. And I really love the fact we get some backstory for her. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, so I like that, but I don't like it when they do it for Clara. But I think you're right. It is different because they didn't, it's not overbearing. Like, you know, it's, like with Clara, it just became everything was about her. She solved everything, everything evolved around her. She was in the Doctor's blooming timeline. You know, <laughs> with Ace, it is It's just, it's actually developing the character um, and giving you a bit more about, you know, about, her sort of thing, rather than her actually in involvement in the show. Because I you sort of almost feel a bit sorry for her, don't you? The doctor knows that she hates this place. <laughs> and she's totally totally unaware of the fact that where she is when she first gets gets there. So he brings us to somewhere that he knows that when she finds out where she is, she's gonna freak. <laughs> which yeah, she does. She does. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but no, it, it's it's really nice. I love um I love the, the sort of underlying development of ace over the next you know two or three stories i think is great yeah and we we
0: very early on in the episode we know it's about ace don't we because mm-hmm. she says you know i you know I'm, i i can tell when a house is haunted or something and he said have you spent many time you he uh, spent much time in haunted houses and she says you know only one yeah one was enough so it kind of sets that up Quite nice, and the doctor's
1: right? thinking, yeah, you're in it. He's yeah, being yeah. a bit. Naughty. I mean, this is the this is again developing the doctor's uh, seventh doctor's character, isn't it? Because mm. he's being a bit manipulative, and um, you know, he's he's brought her there on purpose, sort of thing. So again, it's the slightly darker yeah. seventh doctor that we're seeing here, which again is nice development for mm. Sylvester. Yeah,
0: and that, that's mm. one of the things when we interviewed Andrew Cartmel, that mm. was, that was kind of the plan, wasn't it? And Sylvester yeah. was very much on board with that, where. They wanted to steer the Doctor's character a little bit more towards, mm. you know, not necessarily make him a bad guy or anything like that, but just bring out that sort of slightly alien darker mm. side to him and that mysteriousness, you know, because he is an alien. Let's not, you know, that, that's the crux of it. Yeah. He's not human. So he does have these thoughts that are not. would not, he wouldn't think the same way as we do. And that was... yeah that's like the path wasn't it that was the start of the journey to not turn him over to a bad character but just in each story and i imagine if they went on to make series 27 we would have seen quite a bit more of that i'd love to have seen
1: more actually Mm. yeah it's funny because i really felt like they were getting back on track Mm -hmm. with this last series um series 26 um yeah. yeah i just felt they were getting back into some really good interesting stuff um i mean we've both said it's confusing which it is but do you enjoy watching it like what do you what do you actually think of this story i'm i, I really don't know <laughs> it's, right, it's the okay. bottom line it's i i've seen it
0: i think when i i watched this yesterday yeah and i think that was the fourth time i'd watched it mm. overall and every time I watch it, I do think to myself, "Did I enjoy that or not?" I, th- I think a, the, the, a larger portion in me does. I, yeah. I, I think I do enjoy it, but I think because I think because of the the, the very complex storyline that has to get from A to B just in three episodes, mm. it, it does. You do have to keep up because if you miss a bit, if you go to the toilet and don't pause it, or if you make a cup of tea and you haven't paused it, and you come back, even if you've watched it before, you do think, oh, you've no idea what's, yeah, you're, you're, it's game over. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that part of it does make me think like, oh, you know, I don't mind it. it you know, it's a fairly enjoyable watch, but I know though for the next hour and a half, I'm going to have to be on the ball because <laughs> mm. you do, it, it can run away from you if you start, you know messing about on twitter or something or if you go and make a cup cuppa so but i do i, I do quite like it overall mm. it's a good watch did you find this one all
1: right or yeah yeah I, I it's strange isn't it because i'm like you i i sit there and i i don't really have a clue what is happening <laughs> but i there is something about it i really like mm. um i i like it but it's an oddity i think i like the sort of surrealness of it you know, I like all the stuff that's going on in it. I just wish it was a bit more um, fluent, a bit more, you know, flowed a bit better because you can tell that it, it, for once, I mean, it's great because there is almost too much going on. There's way too many characters in it, yeah, really, yeah. for a three-parter. And for once, it's nice because you get the idea this really should have been a four-parter. So it's not like some four-parters where you know it would have slowed down in the middle. Mm-hmm. There is so much going on here that it definitely could have done with that fourth part and i mean episode one you can tell that they've had to cut so, so much of the script out because it is it just moves like at breakneck speed it's just scene after scene after scene after it's not slow it, it i mean it just yeah i mean it's like if someone finished speaking cut we're on to the next scene it's you can tell that they've crammed this in to three episodes is what I'm basically saying. Yes. So it yep. it would have been lovely if it had had that fourth episode just to have let it breathe a bit more and and to have given a bit more explanation. And I I really do think this was borderline would have been an absolute classic, like a gem mm-hmm. if it had had that fourth episode because there is some great stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Um I I love the I think what it is is I love the feel of the episode it's creepy it's got all the taxidermy animal stuff going on in it it's got all the weird characters in it the you know the in drawers and putting cases and it really because of the fantastic set Mm -hmm. um and everything going on you've got this box opening with light coming out there's loads going on in it aliens in the basement it there's loads of stuff in there i love um and i just think it was so close to being a classic it's just A shame it was crammed into three episodes and became incomprehensible because it takes away the brilliantness of the story, I think. Because it is hard so hard to understand in terms of understanding it fully, if you like. You get bits of it, you understand bits of it, but as an overall story it suffers from from being cut so heavily, I think, into three. But I do like it. I sit there and I enjoy it and I think it's I just I think I've appreciate the production i just think they did an amazing job with what they had it you know it looks fantastic so i do like this one yeah it's what i would just call an oddity
0: it absolutely is an oddity a little oddity yeah yeah and it is a good watch let's talk about so that i think it'd be difficult for us to talk about the story too much because there's so much going on yeah um i mean but overall though it's a it is a good story i imagine the book would be very good Yeah. Because hopefully the book would give us a bit more, uh, you know, uh, expand on things a little bit more and explain things. It's a good story and it does have a certain feel to it. You're right. It does have a a charm to it that doesn't, Mm. there isn't another episode like this in 26 or well, pretty much any of this McCoy stuff. I mean, we've had some creepier episodes like Fenric and even some of the clowns in Great show of the galaxy are quite creepy and they so are creepy, yeah. But yeah. but this does have a genuine strangeness about it, and I think that makes it a bit more creepier in some respects because n- not a lot of stuff is revealed. Like for instance, the, the 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 housemaids that just come out the walls.
1: Yeah, see, I love stuff like Do that. You know, like, I, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, and the and they've got guns at one point, aren't they? They yeah. suddenly pull out these little guns. Mm-hmm. It's
0: yeah. And then you've got Mrs Mrs Pritchard who's like the she's obviously managing these housemaids and so on. Mm-hmm. She's got a darkness about her and you think because it transpires because the when when we mentioned earlier about the house was owned by the the Chases and I think the 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 man that used to own it Gabriel Chase his daughter Gwendolyn still lives there. That's it. Yeah. Which is a bit odd, but she's in the care of of Josiah Smith, which is a bit weird. And it transpires that Mrs. Pritchard is her mum, isn't it? Yeah. But, but they've been brainwashed in this, in a, in a weird way by Smith. And so that part of it is creepy, even when it's not really intended to be. Hmm. It's just the strangeness about it. But you don't find that out until near the end. Yeah. Because the doctor shows her the locket, the pictures inside the locket. And then right. that sort of triggers their memory back. And they're mm. all happy, and then they get turned to stone by light. Yes, <laughs> which is a bit sad in a way, but it—you know—it's—it's it's definitely off the ball writing. Uh, it's not your standard Doctor Who, mm. you
1: know, thing. No, no that's right. I, it, I think some of the ideas in it are really wonderful. Like, it reminds me of really like classic seventies. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who and 80s Doctor Who a lot of it I don't know if it's just because of the set I mean the set's brilliant um, and it's one of those stories I mean if you look at things like Battlefield and that there are bits of the production which really let it down you think oh they know the knights don't look frightening at all whatever yeah. this is yeah. kept very much basic but the produ- the production values in it seem really good for the time like everybody everybody in it looks brilliant don't they like yes. um, Samuel yeah. Smythe with his glasses and his cobwebs all over him and all that and the maids and um you know just the costumes themselves it it, production wise it's brilliant and it reminds me of of doctor who dare i say it back in the good old days because at this point you know unfortunately (laughs) when this first went out and i was there so i can tell you it doctor who had become a bit of a joke uh with people you know people at school used to rip it out of me for liking doctor who so when i watched this when it went out i it just reminded me of like i said the good odd days like no this is good stuff i don't know what's going on but you know this is this is good i like the look you know the production of it yeah. I, I like what i see here i like the direction we're going in you know this is this reminds me of doctor who when people used to like it you know more so from that point of view i, I, I just think it's a really good watch
0: yeah. yeah the production is great i mean it's only it it's only set in what four or five different rooms yeah, yeah, true, we've, yeah. We've got the main sort of area of the house with the big with the main staircases and we've got the the lift that's in there as well that takes you down to the basement.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: We've, we obviously have the basement and then we just have the the dining room, the bedroom where Ace and the doctor first land, the the back room and and, and a couple of hallways.
1: That's it and we get a couple of establishing shots of the sort of um outside of the house don't we yeah, with, with the, the lightning the, the lightning just to strikes let us know and, where we are yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. and when you when you talk about the production i think that's one thing that everybody was really proud of if mm. i remember correctly when i was reading um andrew Cartmell's book and he was talking about the production of that episode he really liked that every single detail was spot on so when you walked mm. around the set and there was a desk and on the desk, even though the the items on the desk might have been in shot just for three seconds, when you went and picked something up, it was an authentic thing. Mm. It, it wasn't just a bunch of rubbish that they had made out of stuff they could find. Yeah. Unfortunately, with some of the Doctor Who, especially at this point,
1: the sets were quite questionable at times. I mean, not they could be. Yeah. I mean, you look at um, Happiness Patrol, for example, compared to this. Oh You great. know. Yeah. So that's a you know, as an example. Yeah.
0: yeah. Whereas this, everything seems solid mm. and is there for a purpose and looks great and it's quite authentic and it does it does give that it, it does give that sense of maybe the show's heading more towards that sort of quality mm. hadn't you know had it have not been cancelled we might have seen you know a bit more of that stuff
1: i'd like to think maybe. so i mean i don't think i mean the budget would have been really low Back then, this is right at the end of the era, as I said, Mm -hmm. just before it was taken off. So it would have been, you know, very low budget. So what they've managed to do with that budget is incredible. Um, Yeah. But I think the other thing is, I'm not always a fan of. I don't really like stories where they're completely studio bound because I do love my locations, as you know. So Mm -hmm. I often, sometimes get a little bit bored when it's all studio bound. Um, And I don't find that with this, like you said, considering it's all in just a few little sets. Um, I don't find myself thinking, oh, come on, let's get outside, Do you know, let's move on. Uh, I don't find it in this. I think it actually adds to the claustrophobia of it, that they're all in this creepy old mansion. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. yeah. Sometimes all you need is a good quarry.
1: <laughs> yeah, as you get in the next story. Is, is the next one Curse of Fenwick? Curse of Fenwick, yeah. Yeah, get a good old quarry in Fenwick, yeah. That's a lot of location. Well, actually, it's in like, that like a beach, actually. Yeah. I might be wrong, actually, but it's like a beach, isn't it? Yeah. There's
0: loads of location in the next story
1: yeah that's probably why actually yeah they probably just you know this one was penciled in for being studio and then they could let riff on the next one yeah uh
0: right let's talk about some characters because Mm. essentially it's a character driven piece it's very much it's really not about flying spaceships it's not about time travel it's not about you know aliens who are planning to take over well it (laughs) <laughs> kind of a little, you know, Josiah's character is very much, he's got big plans, starting with assassinating mm-hmm. the Queen. But, you know, it's not that typical, some kind of weird alien has landed on Earth in its spacecraft and now it's going to take over the world. It's not that type of thing. It's very much revolves around some key characters. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the lesser ones first. So we spoken about the maids. They look creepy because they don't talk. Yeah, they're, they're, there's no expression. They're expressionless. They don't talk. I'm, I'm assuming that they they're involved in in the brainwashing thing. They they mm. are just going along with it because they feel they have to. However, there was there was a, a maid who we see at the beginning because you know when the the reverend, oh, the one
1: that that says, "Oh, don't stay here after dark." That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. When were they there then? Because. I'm assuming because that, that, she runs out the door with a couple of other younger yeah. mates, but they weren't part of the brainwashing thing and I, I know why they're there they're there because her line the way that she delivers her line is meant to give us a bit of like ooh you know there's mm-hmm. something wrong with the house it's all creepy yeah um, but the, I'm, I did wonder why and how they were there and how they were able to work in the house and so on without being part of the brainwashing thing
1: yeah because they almost seem like um servants or something don't they mm. and you're right you'd think well why are they still working you would probably think they would get out of there and and do a runner um mm. yeah i'm not too sure about why that why they're not I, I guess it's there like you said just to sort of add a bit <laughs> of you know these guys have managed to still be alive <laughs> but yeah. they, you know they're terrified so yeah i don't know mm. but they were they they set the scene nicely so yeah there's a nice scene between her and Ace. Is it episode three where she brings uh, what she thinks is breakfast? And she's like, well, it's five o'clock in the afternoon, you know, or something like that. There's quite a nice little scene between that's the two right. of them there. Yeah. And Ace is like, what? Yeah. Episode three,
0: I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So we have those those guys as well, along with the regular maids that just come out the wall. They come out and like so- clockwork
1: soldiers. I think that's what's nice. You know, when the doors open and the maids just sort of come out of the wall. And like yes. you said, because they they sort of walk in unison and they're all motionless and then they're sort of back in. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's quite nice. You almost feel like, you know, like you said, hypnotized, robotic, whatever, but yeah, yeah it does make them very creepy. Mm-hmm.
0: Then we have Mrs. Pritchard, who is like the head of the housekeepers.
1: She's quite it a famous like... actress, isn't she? Is she? Syl- Sylvia Sims. Sylvia Sims. Yeah. Sims. Definitely know that name. I think she might have done quite a lot over the years, but... Yeah, I mean, she looks, she's got the look of, she's a pretty scary-looking person anyway, isn't she? Yeah. Like, the way she's made up and stuff, she looks really stark and harsh, and yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, she's still with us, though. She's 82. Ah. Yeah, she's still with us. Um, she has done quite a bit. I think the last, yeah, I don't remember her. I haven't really seen her in, in much stuff, but you say that you recognise her her name, for sure. I definitely, yep.
1: definitely yeah, that name rings a bell yeah yeah okay. but i think she she was good i think she needed to be in it a bit more um if yeah, anything yeah she was good actually a bit underused yeah mm, she had
0: she was she was definitely quite scary well not scary yes. but she, she had a creepiness about her mm. because she was almost she was almost i thought that she was in cahoots with josiah smith yeah same but yeah. it turns out she was just brainwashed like the mm. others but she did have like a more, it sounds weird, but if there was like a hierarchy in the brainwashing. She was kind of at the top of the tree because she was still managing the other, the maids and all the rest of it. Yeah. So she yeah. was quite quite creepy.
1: Yeah, I suppose this is a good example of somebody that looks scary, but actually they're not bad. Mm. So you, you look at her and like you said, you assume, naturally assume she's in Cahoots with Smith because she looks like a villain. But it turns out, actually, she's just brainwashed. She's yeah, <laughs> she's not bad at all, really. Mm. Yeah, but she's got that look. She's so, that good, look. good bit of casting. Probably there was more of her, I assume, in the script. But yeah. We, yeah, yeah. I just felt she was a bit underused in it. She could have been in it more, yeah. Mm.
0: And then link into that. So, the character Gwendolyn, who turns yeah. out to be her daughter, mm. that we find out at the end. She was... I thought she was pretty good, actually. She had a...
1: I liked her, it yeah. It looked
0: like she was... Having a really good time with Ace, you know mm-hmm. when they were like trying on clothes and so on, yeah, and mucking around. That was like the one time where, you uh, other than her just playing the piano, obviously having a little sing song. Um, that's oh the, yeah, the, piano. the only times where you thought that she was underneath the brainwashing. She was allowed to to relax a little bit and and all that. Um,
1: What's the song she's playing? Oh, is it after the song is it i can see it if you go down to the woods today is it that or something like that i don't know but whatever it works really well i think yeah i can't remember
0: but she's having a good old sing song but Mm. the the times after that though she really does she's not in a good place is she because she's the youngest it looks like of the main cast to be uh brainwashed and so on and Mm. Yeah, it's, I I did feel it was a bit of a shame where she meets her
1: demise at the end. She gets turned to stone. Mm. Actually do they do we not see them again after that? Do they no. not get saved? No, they don't get saved. No, they don't. Do they? I've I've only just I've only just realized that. No, they don't. They get turned to stone. Mm. Uh, and that's the last we see of them, isn't it? That is the last. Yeah. I think, yeah. No, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. I had not even yeah, I never thought about that because there is so much going on in this. <laughs> It's just like it's really hard to keep track, but I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it, mate. That they mm-hmm. um
0: it's light, isn't it? Because he, he's the character light is really worried that they they will contribute to this idea of evolution that he's so against. So in order to stop their those guys from evolving from what they were, now into their relationship as mother and daughter, he's like, Nope, not having any of this. Yeah. And that's it, he turns them to stone quite harshly. And that's it. Goodbye. Yeah.
1: I'd like to think maybe the doctor, because it ends with the doctor and Ace on the stairs. I'd like to think he went up afterwards. And <laughs> has he got a Sonic at this point? No, he hasn't. Has no he? No Sonic. Um, no. I'd like to think he saved him, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's a nice
0: thought. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, let's talk about the inspector, the guy that we find in the drawer. <laughs> oh, that's weird, isn't it? Again. So what happened with that guy then? Is he was? I don't know. He, he was. Uh, he ate a few sandwiches. Well, he turned up at the house like literally years before, like a couple of years before that to investigate yeah. something that was going on at the house. And then I assume that Smith had uh, had done his, you know, something bad to him and just put him in the drawer.
1: Is it supposed well, to be like, you know, like butterfly fly collectors? They sort of put things in a cabinet in drawers. Is he supposed to be like that? I, I wasn't quite sure. Because it is so random, isn't it? The Doctor just opens the drawer and there's a policeman in there. (laughs) It's just like, what? It is is
0: strange. I'm not sure. Because it's another one of those little things that just pop up in the story and you think, hold on, what?
1: What? Yeah, another character's coming in. What's happening now? Another angle
0: to throw in. And another (laughs) character you have to sort of think about. But uh, he was quite funny in a way because he had that very typical old kind of British policeman Mm. You know, just going about his business. He's got his. He was eating a sandwich,
1: wasn't he? When we, oh, I love it because he drops <laughs> crumbs over the doctor's <laughs> yeah. jacket. And Apparently, that was all worked out in rehearsal. That's what I love about the classic series. They just used to say, well, that'd be quite funny if you did that and, you know, go off a bit off script and stuff. So, yeah. Absolutely. Just
0: in rehearsal, you know, just it's not written down that you have to do that. It's just Is the it... actors themselves
1: saying. Yeah, wouldn't it be fun if. I think yeah. Silver says in the making they oh, I can't remember which actress they're talking about. They said, oh, in that film, do you know why he's eating a sandwich? And they was like, no. He said, because he watched, it instantly makes you the, the the focus of the scene. So he's basically steam-sealing. He said, you should do that when we come to record Ghost Lights. So that's why he's doing it. Apparently. Oh, right, right. It's to make him sort of centre, because you sort of notice that he's eating that sandwich and stuff. Other yeah. than
0: <laughs> But it, when they sort of reanimate him, though, he's back out of his trance, so to speak.
1: He's um, not very grateful, is he? He's a bit like... Well, if you don't tell what's going on, I'm going to lock you all up. You know, it's like, well, I have just, uh, although I suppose he probably doesn't remember being hypnotised, but he must have he? wondered, wondered yeah. must have wondered why he was in a drawer. <laughs> Surely, yeah.
0: Um, uh-uh. yeah. It, it, it's a it's a quirky sort of character. so uh, plays it well. Yeah, um, yeah, but it just it does throw in another little curveball you have to think about. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the Reverend. The very, unhappy, the very unhappy gentleman that turns up and is yeah. not happy to be kept waiting all this time. Mm. He plays that brilliantly, that
1: guy. Lovely character, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. plays
0: him, Michael Cochran. Mm. What a great... Um, Are those sideburns real? Oh, no, Michael, he plays Redvers. Sorry, no. Uh, the Reverend, sorry, is John Nettleton all right yeah yeah i'm assuming those are
1: fake because they were fantastic oh yeah they probably are they are massive aren't they they're unbelievable but they really add (laughs) to his look like as soon as he walks in you're like who's this guy he looks brilliant um and yeah really nice little performance actually from him um it does pull a bit of a comedy face there when he's turned into an ape uh when they sort of uncover him in the cabinet he sort of pulls this almost like a bit of a john pertwee yes Yeah. Cross eyed look going on there. But yeah, really nice little performance from him, I thought. But he's quite, he's quite authoritarian, isn't he? He is. He's very. He's not, um, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. He comes across as very
0: cross, mm, very, very demanding. Cross. You know, I want to know what's going on with you now. Mm-mm. We need to iron this out so I can get back to my peers and, you know, all that stuff. So he plays it so well, though. He's got that real sort of shouty not taking any nonsense. Yeah. You know, those sort of lovable characters that we have in who very British and so on. So he was, he was good. Yes. He was cool. Okay. Let's go on to the, 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 the game hunter guy
1: that. Now, why is he there? Do you, what, what's going on with him? Cause there's a bit where he's in a straight jacket and this like box opens up with this light coming out and he's going, he's doing his nut. Going mad, isn't he? Well, what's going on?
0: now? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know why he. I I think he's there mm. because he was picked up as an experiment or a specimen, like the other characters were when they. Ah, right. Yes, that one makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's there because he was kind of chosen as part of the experiment, I guess. Right. Um, and he's just well. It looks like he's just been allowed to wander around the house. In a bit of an insane mess, really. Because yeah. he's looking for himself. Because he's looking for a character, That's isn't right, he? right, yeah. So he's a bit insane because he's wandering around looking for this person that we don't know. And when he sees his reflection in the window, he's like, I found him! He's there, there he is! Yeah. yeah. So that explains it's, the straitjacket because he's a bit cuckoo. Do lally yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I can't decide whether he's underused or not, really. He's, he's, he's in it at the beginning and so on. But then he sort of, he comes into it a bit more towards the end really, because he teams up with the character control towards yeah. the end, doesn't he?
1: he? sort of sides with her and they decide to, to not. Is there a bit where at the end, again, it was all getting a bit confusing, but there's a bit where they're all staring into the computer. I don't know if it's to make the spaceship launch or not. Oh God, I can't remember. But they say something like, there's a place for you. they Is it because they need all these people to... Oh, I don't know. So confused. It is, but yeah. there is a reason he's there, but I'm
0: not quite sure. There is. Yeah. I mean, he's there because I think he's just part of the experiment to explain yeah. the evolution side of mm. things. But why he hasn't been brainwashed completely and why he's insane, and we, we don't really get told, I don't think. Mm. There's probably listeners thinking, well, yeah, we do. It's this bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I just can't... It's it's a very confusing story to to try and talk get about your head around. <laughs> get your head around there. But he was okay. I can't decide, yeah. He was good. I mean he was I mean, especially the bit where he's tied up in the room and the yeah. little silver boxes. Now why has the box got the massive light in it?
1: Well, that's the next question I had for you. But you've asked me. Oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> it reminds me of the box of delights. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of that. But I don't know what's is light in that box. I don't know. So many questions. Ooh. Do you know it's weird though, because even though we don't have the answer to all these questions, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> it's not like a it's not like a Stephen Moffat script where I'm really annoyed that he hasn't filled in the blanks. I actually don't mind that I don't know these things. it sort of adds to the mystery somehow just bonkers
0: <laughs> it is bonkers isn't it mm. so i would yeah he, he's a good yeah. actor he's he a, good a good character guy. but yeah
1: we don't know why he's there <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why
0: uh, right okay let's talk about so we've done the reverend
1: i'm waiting for you um, to get onto my favorite nimrod Yay! Nimrod. i love nimrod <laughs> the um the He's neanderthal brilliant. Part. yeah
0: uh, i kind of feel sorry for him in a way
1: oh i know did he
0: remind you of somebody in another yes, story yes he
1: did he did are you going to say it hodo yes hodo. <laughs> kondo from the brain of morbius kondo yes he reminds me of him it's yeah. i wondered if it was the same actor it's not i went back and checked but yes he did he reminded me of kondo kondo yeah. want arm yeah. yeah but nimrod's brilliant i love nimrod hodo
0: is that how he... <laughs> Kondo arm. Yeah. Kondo
1: uh, like girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was very much very much in that same ilk.
1: He looks a bit like him and he's the sort of same sort of character. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I felt sorry for him though. Oh, you got to,
1: yeah.
0: He'd obviously been collected as part of the experiment as well. Mm. But he'd just been re- like, he'd just been relegated to, sir- to like the, but, the butler think but it's interesting to that he can talk so well mm. so that must have been part of the experiments and so on that must have been because i'm pretty sure that cavemen-esque kind of people neanderthals cannot talk that well if at all no
1: no exactly yeah no. but some great scenes between him and Sil, uh the seventh doctor you know some great scenes between those guys and they seem to be the doctor sort of gets his character straight away doesn't he so mm. yeah i just i just love him rod Hmm. What happens good. to him? Does he doesn't die? Does he? No, no. I think it was die. a bit at the end where I was thinking, oh no, no, Nimrod, don't do that, or something. I thought he was going to get it, and he he doesn't, does he? He doesn't die, but no, um, he a doesn't bit die. Like, he team- no, a bit like Matthias in class, I would have put money on it <laughs> that he was going to die, and and he actually survives. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, he he teams up with um, Redfords, the hunter guy, and control, and they and they zoom off, don't they? They they're in the spaceship at the end. That's it. And they're yep. off to explore. That's right. So it's good yep. he doesn't die. Because I thought, he, like you, I thought he's going to bite the dust. In, just sure of it.
1: Yeah, because he was such a likeable character. He thought, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he didn't. No. He was quite cool. Yeah, nice nice performance from, what mm. was the actor called? Carl. Carl uh, or Fogon. Forgoyne. Yeah. Yes, Carl Fogon. Yeah, nice performance from him. Yeah. Mm. Very good.
0: Very good indeed. Right, I think that's no. We have got uh, well Josiah. <laughs>
1: so many, isn't there? So many in this.
0: Uh, the, yeah. uh, sorry, now let's talk about control. The, the, Sharon Juice. Sharon yeah. Juice. Yeah, you must recognise her from. I do various things. She's been in, uh, well,
1: lots of stuff. She was in one of a program I used to love called Big Deal. Oh um, back yeah! Back in yeah. back in the day, she yeah. she's a she's a nice actress actually. I like her, and she's a good actress as well. But she, I have to be honest, she's a little bit pantomime in this. Um, she she's not bit. bad in it, mm-hmm. but she's a little bit sort of uh, what I would call stage acting in it. Do you know what I mean? She's a little bit like, and it's probably just the way she's been directed, I guess. Um, but you know, some of the stuff that she says. She's playing it a little bit, uh, mm, yeah. Like yeah. she's on stage, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. She's yeah. all right though; she's not bad.
0: Yeah, you, people will probably recognise her as the the. Uh, she's the mum, isn't she, in the royal family? That comedy. Remember the royal family? She was the mum.
1: No, that's not
0: her. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's her. That's she's the mum, not not the old granny character. The, just the mum. That's no, that's yeah. the woman from Brookside. No, no, is it? Oh, no, that's not her. She's in. She's
1: definitely in the royal family. She's definitely there. Is she? Like I said, because we met her at a Phantom event. I'm sure you are with me. No, well, yeah. And she's not. No, she hasn't um, changed much at all. It's not the mum. Absolutely oh, no. I'm looking at a photo. No, she's not the mum. She, no, she
0: is. Um, oh, what's, her, what's her? character? We'll we'll come. We'll circle back.
1: Yeah, because she's, yeah. she, she's aged quite well. She hasn't changed much at all. Yeah, and I think the mum in that, no offence to the actor, <laughs> is, is slightly more wrinkled. <laughs> um, but yeah, as Control, uh, I was hoping you'd do an impression, but I can't think what she says, but she's like, Control lady now, and all this. She's just a bit, yeah, a bit it, pantomime-ish yeah. at times. But not bad. It's not too cringy. Yeah, I...
0: I, I, at first, I thought, "What's the purpose of this character?" Then, mm, yeah, that was my immediate thought. I thought, "Why, why, why is she here?" It's funny
1: when she jumps out of a window, though. It's just so <laughs> random. It's like, "How are you doing?" Yeah, not bad. <laughs> jumps through a window. Oh, bye then. And She's if, a bit zany at the start, isn't she? Yeah. It's like she's—I don't know—is she? Cause maybe because she's been locked up for all that time, she does let loose a bit when she gets out. <laughs> by jumping through windows but um it was funny i bet anyone who's listened to this who hasn't watched this story is thinking what is this story about (laughs) jumping through windows yeah Yeah. it's um (laughs) the way she
0: jumps through the window as well is just hilarious but what makes it funnier is she doesn't get very far just the scene or the scene after that she's just back downstairs I know. She's just back in the house doing what she was doing. But she was okay. She was a bit panto.
1: A little bit, yeah. She just, I don't know, because I think the others are all so good and they're all taking it all so seriously. It's just just the mannerism in which she's speaking, which... I think the person that we're probably going to speak to next also suffers from even worse, actually. But yeah, she's just a little bit, a mm. little bit panto for the yeah. story. But you know what? She looks good when, she seems to have got a bit of a mask on when mm. she first comes out, which makes her face look a bit defigured, which is really good. We don't see it much. Mm. Did you notice it? She's sort of got this, it's almost a bit um Phantom of the Opera, yeah. like just yeah. half an eye. I don't know, it's, it looks quite good when she's first sort of in her shawl, but then she turns into ladylike control that's right um, without all that stuff and yeah she's just like a normal human then um Mm. but she's yeah she's all right it's quite funny because she sharon juice um she's a lovely lady she's a bit off the wall when she says in the making of she she had a pet rat at the time a big white rat and she really wanted to have it in the story she said to the producers now can i have the rat on my shoulder while we're filming they were like um well it (laughs) would be interesting i mean considering everything else that's going on that's so crazy in the story it would have fitted in perfectly but um but they were worried about timing and if they couldn't control the rat and get it to work on you know Mm. it it never worked with rats and children so they were they they decided against it in the end but i can totally see her character sat there with this giant rat (laughs) on her shoulder just to add to the rest of the madness going on in this story Mm. yeah so yeah Mr Rat didn't make it to the final edit which is a shame Mr Rat
0: <laughs> she was a bit bonkers
1: yeah she's a nice lady though yeah
0: and Josiah Smith the, the dude that's sort of masterminding the whole thing
1: yeah oh yeah Ian Hogg mm. yeah a good look um, he looks better at the start when he's got his glasses not that because um, <laughs> there's a bit where he's turning a bit his sort of skin's flaking off on that later on he looks a bit weird um, yeah. I thought he was good. I, I his look is great. Do wish his performance had just been just a touch stronger, considering the character he's playing. Because he, he doesn't quite do sinister and in control as much as I think he could or should. So that makes sense. He doesn't mm-hmm. quite have the presence yeah. when he starts speaking. Because um, he looks scary, but when he's like sort of bossing people around, he's not quite as strong as I think. He should be, but still good though. As I said, he's definitely got the look going on there for the for the part.
0: Yeah, and he does. Yeah, he he does have a sort of a a sense of authority, I suppose. Yeah, in some scenes, but he he could have yeah he could have been a bit louder, a bit more. Seeing as the seeing as it's his plan that's about to go up in flames, Mm. you would have thought that he would have been a bit more enthusiastic with his. uh, because he does wait for Mrs. Pritchard to turn up and, yeah. you know, he's like, "Ah, oh, Mrs. Pritchard. You know, there's all these people. I just thought that. he
1: should have been a bit stronger. You know, mm. like when he's saying, like, get out or whatever. He should have been like, get out! You yeah, know what I mean? And yeah. He just wanted him to give a little bit more in his performance to make him a bit more scary. Because, um, as I said, he looks scary. But mm. when he starts speaking, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't quite go with the look, if you know what I mean. Yeah, But, he, but, but still good. Mm. That's a good idea
0: about him evolving into those husk Creatures as yeah, well. Yeah, so, liked that. Yeah, so that, that was quite good. And uh, yeah, he 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 does concoct quite a big a big plan because he's mm. he's the one that's kept the light character sort of hibernated away mm. and has managed to to do that st- to do all that stuff. But yeah, like I agree, mate. Could have been a bit stronger. Yeah, it could yeah. have been a bit stronger. Um, you've mentioned it. Let's do it. So John Hallam, light okay. as light as light as light. <laughs> um, I was oh. I I didn't know whether to when I when I very first watched this one and I his <laughs> character first explodes onto the scene in a in a very big ball of light. Yeah, uh, I didn't know what was funnier. Really, I didn't know whether his voice was funny or watching the actor's faces trying to act seriously <laughs> back to him was was funnier. <laughs> all in all, it's a hilarious experience.
1: It is. It is. And um, actually, this is the same thing, because visually, facially, he looks like a scary guy. He looks a little bit Vincent Price, doesn't he? He's got that yep. scary look. Take away the costume, because he's a bit hindered by that. But his actual facial features make him look like he could be a scary guy. So then when you get this voice coming out, I am light. You think, what? <laughs> you know, It just doesn't work. It's such a shame, because it's such a big build-up to light appearing that you think "Uh oh you know it's all gonna kick off yeah and it does take away a lot of the tension i'm not sure why he's speaking like that or maybe if he'd have started like that but then Mm -hmm. moved into something but you know what i mean about that guy he also looks like he should have a big booming actor's scary voice Mm yeah but he hasn't talks like a little girl
0: he does that's exactly what he sounds like it i mean he does tone it down a bit in some of the the other scenes a, little bit, a little bit but it's just bizarre it is bizarre i'm, I'm yeah. wondering who thought that was a good idea
1: yeah of all so of am i the, yeah
0: you know in they do rehearse this don't they with classic who yeah it's, classic who with the studio stuff especially they did spend however many hours or half a day in early on in the day just going through the scenes and rehearsing so yeah. they in in rehearsal we must have started doing that surely somebody would have said uh i'm not sure know. about the voice john john can we just have
1: a word yeah but i spoke to david collins yeah. and he said no but i i know i just it's a strange decision you can appreciate it
0: for it being something different yeah you, can, you know it's not your run of the mill you know i'm going to play it in a hammer you know hammer horror style he looks every, like
1: he belongs in a Hammer Horror, doesn't yeah. he?
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I'm, I'm thinking maybe he thought, well, people would expect me to sound. Yeah, you know. So you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, a, a, a very strange sort of alien being composed of light. So there's no rules to determine how I would sound. So I will make it sound however I want. So you know, some kudos there, but it is just bizarre to watch and to hear. Mm. It is very strange, but you know, not too bad. I wasn't sort of. I'm not really over enamoured with his character too much. He is a bit, yeah. a, a bit borderline annoying, but
1: yeah, it, it does still work. Just about, just so, I about. mean, maybe when <laughs> just about, yeah, um, and it almost, it almost gives the episode a little bit of lightness because it is pretty dark all the way through, isn't it? It's like mm, it's quite yeah. a dark story, so it does sort of take. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing; it, it sort of takes you out of it a little bit more than it should, but it does also. Um, for want of a better word, make it a bit lighter in tone. Um maybe he saw the costume and thought, Well, I am wearing a, a cloak with a box of chocolates hanging from it, so maybe I'll <laughs> just That's it. lighten yeah. the performance up a bit. Maybe um, um it
0: it unintentionally brings a bit of light heartedness to the yeah to the proceedings. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, let's talk about ace. 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 Very good.
1: Love it. She's very
0: good. When she gets going, there there is the odd scene where it's a little bit slapsticky. There's a bit where the Doctor and Ace keep slapping each other out the way Mm. and talking. And that's a little bit, uh, that is a little bit panto. It's a bit like he's behind you. But in the other scenes where she gets going and she's very passionate and, you know, she's really going for it. Sophie Aldrin is really, she's very good as Ace, isn't she?
1: yeah i, I love i love the companion i absolutely love the companion vase um i think sophie's great i know what you mean about the slapstick because i think <laughs> her and sylv work so well together and i think because they got on so well off screen sometimes and again this probably comes back to the rehearsal time that that doctor Who used to get because i used to you know rent a hall and have a proper old they'd come up with little things in rehearsal that you know that you don't really get now and i think yes perhaps sometimes they would probably come up with stuff like the slapstick in rehearsal and that would go onto screen and it yeah maybe it's a bit over the top but but i do yeah i do i love ace i think oh. she's great and i and i really like the fact this adds to her backstory mm-hmm. um because i can believe that she as a 13 year old whatever burnt the house down she was a bit of a rebel you know and the doctor's almost sort of putting her back on track really isn't he Mm. uh you know because if you think about her character in dragonfire
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah
1: so we don't really know much about her then and the doctor does kind of take her under his wing a little bit um Mm. and i think that's what's great about actually seventh doctor and ace is the fact that they work so well together but the doctor is yeah sort of looking out for a little bit and because mm-hmm. she can be a loose cannon you know when she's throwing around uh, cans of nitro nine and all that <laughs> does he actually he mentions nitro nine in this he at the start does. but he, she yes. doesn't have any does she no or something no yeah mm. but she it is good when she
0: she is a bit of a rebel it's cool like when she tells people to bog mm-hmm. off and
1: <laughs> and it, yeah
0: it's quite funny and it's good so she's a great uh, no complaints from from sophie Aldred in this one no not no. at
1: all i really like it yeah she looks good in, in, in all the costumes as well doesn't she she has a few costume changes yeah. in this yeah so yeah no complaints about sophie sylv sylv the man the man um i thought he was
0: very good in this mm. really really enjoy sylv yeah at this point in the game where He's very much his own doctor, isn't he? I mean, he was, he was anyway, right from the off. But at this point in the series, when we're getting towards the end, he's kind of really in the flow, really mm. knows what he's doing. And I think he's kind of enjoying a little bit the the, the direction that him and John Nathan Turner and Andrew Cartmell wanted to take his character a little bit. He's very much enjoying the uh, those faces because some of the promotional picks that came out around this time, mm. he is looking quite stern, yeah, quite straight faced and you know I think he's I think he's relishing the the thought of the next series sort of getting into that you know Definitely. other sides of the character so really on the ball at this point really good and there's a scene where he's really ripping it in you know having a good old go at light as well mm. just before light disappears when they're in the, the, the back room somewhere really just great stuff you know it's like oh mm. I can't no way I can go for a cup of tea now <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i really enjoyed sylve in this one
1: yeah definitely echo that but yeah he did get the darker jackets and um and a few alterations. so yeah but i really like sylve in this i think he's he's he is a great doctor um mm. yeah i really do like him and the next
0: time we see him is in the mm. tv movie is he wearing the same stuff
1: no he's not he's got a, he's got like a beige oh that's right he's yeah. got quite a nice outfit actually i think he's still got the hat <laughs> i think
0: still that might the be hat. the only yeah, yeah he's still
1: got the hat hasn't he But the rest is totally different, I think. Yeah, Uh, yeah. like a beige costume on, which is actually quite nice, but
0: yeah. Actually, no. I'm talking incorrectly here, aren't I? Because in my head, I keep thinking that Ghostlight's the last one. It's not. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's the last one filmed, but it's not the last one to be shown. That's right.
1: That's right, yeah. Last one, survival, isn't it? i was thinking
0: more of the dark jacket, but no, he's got more of a lighter in the TV movie, hasn't he? He's got more of a...
1: He's gone back to beige. That's right. Yeah. So, Sylv good all round. yeah he handles that he's more subdued maybe in this i mean if you compare him to the, you know sort of his first series mm. um he's definitely more subdued and darker and sinister if you like uh but still yeah very much the doctor yeah and yeah.
0: Um, what did you think to the soundtrack to this because this has had i'm glad you mentioned that mm, i i really like the soundtrack to this and it's had um it's had like it had a special edition treatment, didn't it? From silver screen, it had a vinyl mm-hmm. release, and so, yeah, and I, I do quite like it. It's got it's very suitable to the story. Um, it, it is, yeah. I I, I like it because you can. I've got it on Spotify just this album on its own, and I do put it on now and then. It's mm. good. It's a good listen. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, no, I really like it. Yeah, Marquez. Um, it's it's a great soundtrack it, it is unfortunately a little bit loud at times and i think they, <laughs> they acknowledge that um i would have it's a difficult one this because i thought they might have adjusted it for the dvd release because it does drown out the dialogue sometimes especially episode one um and i thought they might have changed that but then again i guess they're putting it out as, as it originally was so you don't want to change it too much but i think it's i think it's a lovely soundtrack and it really does work well with the story yeah. So I've I've got the CD somewhere as well. Um mm. I haven't listened to it for ages, but I have got the CD of it. Um yeah, it's a great soundtrack. Really like it. Mm. Yeah. I think Marquez was a good, you know, like in the Baker years we had Terrence, uh, uh Dudley Simpson, sorry. Oh yeah. But Dudley Simpson yeah. did a lot. Yeah. And I think Marquez suited, you know, uh, McCoy's era quite well actually. I love his soundtrack too. Great Show as well. Mm. I think he manages to sort of get the right tone for the story.
0: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely mate. Good. Anything else you want to mention before we jump over to our scores?
1: Uh, no, not really. Just that um, I like the fact that Sylve um, changes the last line. Uh, you know, the very last scene. It wasn't the last one to be filmed. I think that was between two of the supporting cast. But but the last f- scene that Sylv has with Sophie are oh, on yeah. the steps, yeah. aren't they? The very last shot. And he was supposed to say something like, that's my girl or something. Right. And, the, and he decided at the last second to say, Wicked. Oh, Instead. Yeah. yeah. And that's I just I like that. I just mm. thought it was a really nice way if you think about this is the last story they ever filmed together. Um oh well. Yeah, back then. If yeah. You like. Back then. the last classic story to be filmed. Mm-hmm. I just love the fact that his his last line to Ace is wicked. because It yeah. shows that they've got to know each other, mm-hmm. you know, they've bonded and stuff, so I like that. Yeah. But no, nothing else to really say, mate. I think we've covered it.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. The last ever scene to be filmed in Classic Who was Gwendolyn and Mrs. Pritchard on the bed when they get turned to stone
1: oh is, is it oh i was trying to work out what the last one mm.
0: yeah oh, okay interesting yeah. there was no doctor in so they'd have buggered off around the pub at that point
1: they would have been at the party <laughs> by then yeah, yeah. the uh, the rat party yeah
0: yeah <laughs> rightio let's move on to scores mm. i think it's you to go first All right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, a confusing story, but a great watch. I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. I'd go higher if it, if it just had a bit of explanation in it, but I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah.
0: You put it on the same score as time heist.
1: Oh, really? Um, yeah, I enjoyed this one more. It's just, I just can't score it any higher because, Mm -hmm. because it needs, it did need that fourth episode. I feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a straight seven.
1: Okay,
0: yeah. Straight up seven. So, um, yes, I think a lot of people would say a similar thing. I think it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good watch and stuff, but you, you do have to be on, your, on the game. Definitely. You know, to, to know what's going on. Mm. Right, that's our scores. Let's see what our lovely listeners thought. No audio reviews this week. Oh, Possibly because you couldn't figure out what was going on.
1: Yeah, actually, Jay Kent messaged me before we kicked off to say, when are we recording? Because he'd only managed to watch episode one and he was going to try and and Uh get an audio to us today. And I said, oh, no, sorry, mate, we're just about to. But we can only imagine what he will make of this. Maybe he'll let us know in a future podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, On Twitter, um, where are we? So, Connor McHale, Twitter name, at TrainFan44. Just short and sweet. Uh, I find it really, really boring. Uh, I can never get into Mm. the story. Oh dear. Over on the Facebook page, um, Nick Gill says, um, good story, uh, though poor characterization of control always puts me off a little nice and dark in places Mm. and added a lot to Ace's backstory. Uh, He says, seeing the policeman stuffed in a display case really freaked me out as a child. Very unsettling at the time. (laughs) Sammy Satine says, so the doctor and Ace end up in a haunted house. Uh, Well, I know it's actually a twisted surprise for Ace from the Doctor. Uh, I like Nimrod the butler. The others are creepy, except the policeman. He seems all right. Evil is definitely in the house. I like Ace. She's great. The seventh Doctor is great in this too, but I think it's rather mean of him taking Ace back to the house where it terrifies her. Yeah, Uh, It moves along at a fair pace and certainly creeps me out. Uh, I give it a 5 out of 10 because I really don't enjoy being creeped out. Danny Brown says although Ghostlight is stupidly confusing I can't help but admire the serial we get to learn more about Ace and the characters within the mansion are great 7 out of 10 yeah good Kevin Mullen says Ghostlight almost certainly wins the award for the most complex multi-layered and intelligent story the series has ever produced on first viewing uh, it's baffling and enigmatic and left me scratching my head in utter confusion however with the release of the novelization, the story finally became accessible and at last I understood perfectly what the story was about and the themes it was trying to convey. Uh, production-wise, it's flawless, absolute tour de force of outstanding set design. Uh, series 26 was Ace's story, something the series hasn't done before, making her storyline central to three or four stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many fantastic scenes, it's frightening, unsettling. Uh, Reverend Matthews devolved to an ape and displayed in the case... Uh, a mockery of everything he believes, and yet um, also fills the wonderful little moments of dark humour, uh, the cream of Scotland Yard.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about the soup. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, such a pity BBC cancelled the show when the production team had raised the bar with Ghostlight. Um, it's a 10 out of 10. My favourite oh, wow. Seventh Doctor story and in my top 10 favourites of all time, Faultless Ratkin. Wow, 10 out of 10. Yeah, nice one, Kevin. I
1: agree with a lot of that, Kevin, yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, Grant Smith, very nice that the Doctor quotes Douglas Adams. Oh, yes, what though? I can't remember. Yeah, Lewis Palmer says, <laughs> uh, honestly not sure if this is good or not. Uh, this is due to majority of the explanation being cut from the story, and to be honest, I would have preferred this as a four-parter. Uh, This would give me time to further flesh out the characters and explain the story more clearly. If there's one thing amazing about this story, it's the Doctor and Ace. I think this is one of the strongest stories for their relationship and sets up the Doctor testing Ace psychologically, which would continue into the next story, The Curse of Fenric. Uh, Creepy atmosphere. Uh, There were just far too many things going on here, though, and I feel like two or three supporting characters could have been cut. Mm -hmm. Overall, I can't really rate this one, but it's the only McCoy story I struggled to get through. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank and you, Lewis. Lastly, Joseph Howarth says, uh, as of today, I've seen a story twice and I still quite enjoy it. Uh, plot is hard to follow for, no, uh, for new viewers. Uh, there are far too many supporting characters on screen, but it doesn't really matter when the story is creepy, atmospheric, and probably one of the best of Series 26. Ace and the Doctor are brilliant in this. I think it's, uh, along with Remembrance and The Curse of Fenric, uh, really come to mind uh, for the Seventh Doctor's darker side. Uh, I think the best bit for me was when Reverend Matthews says uh, the line, Man has been the same, sir, since he stood in the Garden of Eden and is never, ever a chattering, gibbering ape whilst eating the banana and becomes the very thing he loathes. Yeah. <laughs> um starts off as a funny scene but becomes quite disturbing. Uh, office, mm-hmm. uh, Inspector McKenzie, another highlight for me, because he doesn't seem to notice all the strange things happening in the house and just takes it all at face value. Only nitpick... Um, I have is light sounds weird. Yeah. Uh, For a powerful being, he really sounds like he inhaled a lot of helium. Hmm. Uh, Maybe that's just me. But anyway, ghost light is not a pick up and go to sort of story. You really need to pay attention to every detail on the screen. Otherwise you don't know what's going on. Uh, It's a great story and gets an eight out of 10.
1: Yes. Thank you, Joseph. Did you have anything on the geek handbag page? I did have a couple, yeah, and a couple of vocal people. Um, First off, Charlie Turner says, so a little bit of a long comment, so bear with me here, but I think he's put this first bit in for you, Gary. It's a Star Wars quote. So he says, a great man once said to describe his first impressions of a spaceship. What a piece of junk. That man was Luke Skywalker, son of Anakin, Jedi Knight, who fell to the dark side of the force and became Darth Vader. And... I'm just going to skip forward a bit. That quote from Luke sums it up all how I feel about Ghostlight. Now don't get me wrong here. I love McCoy's doctor. He says normally to be normally, but this story makes time of the Rani look amazing. Time of the Rani is amazing. Charlie, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, this has to be one of the worst I've ever seen. This is so far, at least the only one I'm going to give a very low rating to. And that rating is three out of 10. One absolute joke of an episode. And not one I would return to unless I do a Doctor Who marathon at some point in my life, which I may do. Uh, So, yeah, not really a fan of this one, is our Charlie. 3 out of 10. Patrick Sherwood says, hi, so Ghostlight, what did I make of this story? Well, I like the 7th Doctor. He's great. He's better dark. And I like Ace. He's great. And overall, everybody is great. So I'm going to give Ghostlight (laughs) an 8.5 out of 10, says Patrick. Alex Moore says a wonderfully dark story with some beautiful period sets and costumes, classic doctor who, indeed it does have a definite classic yep. feel. I agree. Alex, Richard Pierce says great idea of taking a companion to the place of their fears, very character focused, which is unlike doctor who of the time and much more like something new doctor who would do. However, I've seen this a number of times over the years. And I still don't understand it fully Join the club there, Richard. And, uh, think that what it's like is about, it's always remained a mysterious one. So yeah, it is a bit of a strange one. Uh, Richard didn't give it a score, but it sounds like he likes it. Penny Winchester says even for its faults, it remains one of my favorite stories. What can I say? I love the weird ones. Um, going to give it an eight out of 10. Uh, Isaac Johnson, I enjoyed this one, although the villain was a bit rubbish. I think, is he talking about light? <laughs> I think so, yep. <laughs> Don't talk about light like that. And finally, Jason Howe says, one of the very best, if a little bizarre story. Beautifully made with some great makeup, props, sets and effects. The one problem with it is it's too damn short, written as a four-parter but crammed into a three. This reduces the chance to tell the whole story. The target novel is really good and it does get over what the story is about. It has the aspects of my favourite McCoy story, Curse of Fenric, creepy, chilling, and very atmospheric. Cool. So, yeah, so a bit of a mixed bag, but mostly positives, apart from Charlie, who really, (laughs) really, really doesn't like it.
0: Uh, I forgot to mention we had a review in from Adam Pink. Uh, Ah, He sent us a message direct to Facebook. He says, Ghostlight always appears to be a controversial one. On first watch, it's a confusing mess of a story, but the more times I watch it, Uh, the more I understand some parts and others confuse me even more. Uh, Mm. But meh, I kind of like it. And I love season 26, McCoy 5.5. Oh, okay. From Adam. Cheers, Adam. Right. That's going to do. Thank you very much, guys, for sending in your reviews and so on. Next week, we're back to modern Doctor Who. And it is a 10th Doctor story. So what are we doing next week, buddy?
1: Next week, uh, yeah, Temp Dog Story Smith and Jones. Smith, Smith and Jones. Smith and Jones.
0: Hmm. Which would be Martha's first story, right? If I remember correctly?
1: I believe so. Is that the moon? The moon oh, one God. with the Jadoon, I think. I'm, I'm mixing this up with Catherine <clears throat> Tate's story for some bizarre reason. What's the Catherine Tate one called where she comes back into it? Partners in Where crime. Where she's doing all the funny faces. Yeah, I don't know why I've got the two confused. But yeah, yeah. Smith and Jones. So it's Martha, isn't it? Martha. Yeah. I think it was, this Series 3, Episode oh, 1. Right. Wow, um,
0: good. Or Episode 2. Anyway, it's the first Martha and Tennant. Sounds story. like
1: neither of us have watched this for a long time. Oh, a long, long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's going to be good. Uh, mm, hmm. be good
0: to visit uh, Mr. Tennant again. Yeah. So look out for the Facebook post and Twitter on that so you can give us your lovely thoughts and reviews. Mm. And I think we're going to do there for 120. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for sticking with us and joining us for episode 120.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, only a short bit of news, but if you're liking the idea of nipping down the pub to have a good old chat about who and so on, so uh, remember, remember the name, it's the Fitzroy Tavern in London, or known simply as the Tavern, and it's the first Thursday of each month. To, if you're in the London area, get yourself down there, we will certainly invade Soon in the new year, probably we'll be down there. Yeah,
1: definitely. Wanna do that?
0: Yeah. yeah, look out for the um, the Lethbridge Stewart novel, Mind of Stone, that'll be upon us soon to complete your collection of Lethbridge Stewart novels. And also, what was the other bit of merch we had?
1: Oh, the big finish, the big Doom finish Coalition next year. Yeah. yeah,
0: so get listening to your Doom Coalition box sets. Mm-hmm. So that'll be round really quick. That's only March, sounds like a long time away. I'm sure that will whiz by, well, just like this year has. So next week, Smith and Jones, 10th Doctor story. Mm. Now, looking forward to going through that one. In the meantime, head over to the website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. Jump on there. You can listen to all the previous episodes and you can also link off and join us on the social stuff. So give us a like and all that stuff. If you're an iTunes listener, please give us a subscribe and a review and a rating that would be amazing if you did that helps us out loads check out Adam's channel he runs his own thing the, geek, a thing. the geek's handbag do a search for it on YouTube and Facebook mm-hmm. check out a load of Adam's uh, a load of cool videos that's the best word I can describe But Adam's channel is just a massive amount of cool 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 stuff mm-hmm. unboxings Convention stuff, reviews, the whole lot, isn't it? Mm. Right, until next week for 121. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, <laughs> I was going to say something then, but it's gone. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, and. and-